And we're on the air. Hello. I gave it my own spin. Yeah, no, that was good. I never thought of that. We're on the air. We're on the air. We're on the air. I've got <laughs> caller number three. Well, they're supposed to. They usually, <laughs> in the movies, they usually go like, and we are live in three, two. Hit iCarly theme song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they don't say one. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not on TV. We're, a we're radio. doing a podcast. We're literally recording this right now. We're radio people. We're not. We're not radio. Yes, we are. No, because <laughs> then that would. This would have to be live, and we're not live. People are listening to recording. I want to have. This callers. is not live. Just so, dear listeners, so you are aware, when you press play on this, you are not summoning us <laughs> to start talking about this. Do you think like radio stations when topic. they have callers, they like? How do they filter make, them? Yeah. How do they make sure someone doesn't like say some crazy? There's mess? probably some kind of like five second delay or something so that the sensors uh, can get in there. You know? Interesting. I used to be one of those people who would like, you know, when they're like, we're giving away concert tickets. Yeah. Be caller number I 10. know. I know some people that have won those things. Really? Yeah. I would always try and call and it would be so hard. Yeah. I've, I've only attempted in my life a handful of times. Oh my gosh. When I was a child, I was calling all kinds of radio stations for concert tickets. Oh. I'm like, Chris I, Brown's I coming. <laughs> I never did it when I was a child, but like I would listen to the classic rock station on my way to school. Yeah. Um. In high school, and I'd be like driving, and I'd be like, "Oh, Aerosmith tickets." Okay, you know. <laughs> yeah. Funny. <laughs> I did once. Me and my sister. Fun fact: We called into the radio and asked them to play the SpongeBob SquarePants like "Rip My Pants" song, and they did it. Wow. <laughs> how do they just have the rights to that? Like how? Oh, how I does think that we work? Had, I think we had heard it on. I don't know what station it was. I think we had heard it on the station before. And then, like, we were like, oh, we want them to play it again. We want them to play it again. And then they played it. Do people still listen to the radio? Yeah. I mean, if I'm in, like, someone else's car, like, if, like let's say I, like, am home for the holidays and I don't yeah. have my car, yeah. but I'm in my mom's car and I don't feel like trying to figure out, like, where the aux cord is. Like, yeah. sometimes you she, listen to the radio. Yeah. So I'll just, like, throw on the radio. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I know how to set the radio <laughs> in my current car. Like, I don't. I don't know how to do that. All you have to do is just press radio. I mean, I do know how to do it. My point is that, like, I've never done done it before. So if you asked me, like, which buttons do you press? Like, right now, I have no idea. Well, nowadays, like, all cars, you can, like, Bluetooth to connect your phone. But, like, the old car that I had, I had a black Ford Fusion. I don't know why I described the color of it. (laughs) I just am used to it. I had a Ford Fusion, and it was 2007, so I didn't have Bluetooth. Right. It was like you had to like physically connect your phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. put in a CD. Yeah. And so like. I used to have I, CDs. Yeah. yeah. And like if I lost the aux cord, I'd be like, well, I guess it's the radio unless I just like play it straight from my phone, which is yeah. weird. No, that's that's what I did for like every car that I had prior to my current car. Yeah. But it's just like with my current car, I've had it for yeah. like a year and a half and I have not listened to the radio in like eight years probably so yeah mm-hmm. i you know what during christmas time i feel like i listen to the radio well i don't listen to radio now in my car but during the christmas time i love listening to the radio because i love there's this station that like we literally me and my mom are obsessed with this station when christmas time happens it's like her name's like delilah or something like that i don't even know if she still has a show mm-hmm. but there's this woman named delilah and her like little theme song was like delilah what was her what was the radio station i don't remember but she would play christmas music during christmas time and i used to love it hmm. but now i think like 
they listen to like the fish the fish the fish i don't what is that i honestly think it's like a christian radio station uh, okay. but they listen to it during christmas time because they play all the like uh, classic that, christmas music that makes sense yeah i remember um let's see so i used to listen to lamont and tonelli on 107.7 the bone um <laughs> I literally that's in the bay area it's the classic yeah. rock station they yeah. lamont and tonelli are you know they're, they're in the morning and on mm-hmm. fridays they do dirty friday <laughs> where they prank call people oh my god but it's like people who listen to the show will call them and be like hey could you prank call like my husband or like my <laughs> wife or like yeah. my brother or whatever yeah. and they'll give them like some specific situation where it's like they maybe like they hired a guy to paint their house recently, but he did a bad job. Yeah. So he'll he'll call in pretending to be like the paint company, mm-hmm. and uh, hilarity ensues. Um, oh my goodness! It's always it's always good. <laughs> and at the end, it's like, "Well, you're on the radio!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, ridiculous! I love radio stations like names and like the little jingles they come up with. Like there's one. When I lived in Georgia, and it's called 95.5 The Beat, but they would, be, they would always be like, 95.5 The Beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was literally just always stuck in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 107.7, they go, 107.7 The Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, how did they come up with this? It's so dumb. Uh, yeah. I remember, um, I think San Jose, this is when I was in the Bay Area, San Jose State had their own radio station. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was looking for new radio stations one day and i found one where it was like they were playing video game music and then it was like it was like princess peach here uh help me save mario or i don't or it was like help me get saved by mario by listening to our this new music or something i was like this is a whole radio station and then later when i went to that radio station it was not that at all and then i realized that I the day I listened to that radio station was April Fool's Day. <laughs> so they pretended that it was like a rebrand to a video game music station oh on April Fool's Day. And they You're did like that because it's like the San Jose State Radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, like legit. I was I was pretty upset. I was like, oh man, I thought that I thought this was like a good find, but no. It's just yeah. some students pulling a joke. I wonder, like, what makes the station be on AM versus FM? I mean, everything I listened to was on FM. Yeah. Like, do you remember how, like, Disney had its own station called Radio Disney? Yeah. Wasn't that on, like, AM? I don't know. I think well, so. there's there's XM as well. Right. That's, that's like, like Siri- anywhere, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Serious, yeah. Like Sirius Sirius XM? XM. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, you can listen to that countrywide. Yeah. yeah. FM was... Is that where you like listen to like local? NPR and things like that? Is AM? Like, what local? does that mean? Or I don't know. I never listened to AM radio. Yeah, I feel like I just I feel like Radio Disney was on AM. I feel like when I was a kid, I'd that would like, make we sense. Switch it to AM. Well, yeah, if you switch it to AM, would that would that be countrywide as well? I don't know. Well, nowadays you just go on I'm uh, Spotify. I'm sure you listen to Radio Disney well, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Radio. So that's why I wow. asked started this whole conversation like do people still listen to radio i mean yeah. yes but like i think I guess, older people do i just wonder how the business is doing you know yeah it's just there's so many freaking commercials so many advertisements yeah yeah 
And then everything's a clean version. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we, we're, we're 10 minutes into this. Um, <laughs> I'm like sweating. <laughs> I don't feel well, so I'm like, I'm just struggling. <laughs> yeah. What are we here to talk about? What are we doing? What, who who even are we? Welcome back to the Content Swap Podcast. You are oh, yeah. joined by Parker and... Aaliyah. And we are here to do our final wrap-up of the holiday Christmas swap swappage. This went by so fast. I feel like the Halloween one, like the, our October month went by forever. Like it took forever. Well, that was, we did that. That was like four episodes that we did. I mean, this was three, this is but three. it still felt like it went but it's like, so it's, fast. It's been two weeks since we recorded the first Christmas swap episode. Yeah. So in that sense, it's felt very quick. Yeah. It just kind of came and went and we did it. Like just December in general just felt it just flew by. Oh yeah. I'm like, where is time going? It needs to slow down a bit because I'm not ready to get back. We were into... just at Thanksgiving. I know. Yeah. And I'm not ready to get back into the semester. Well, uh, for our final Christmas swap episode for the year of 2022, what are we doing? We're here what? to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We're here to talk about two movies. <laughs> I was assigned a movie. I like. My I'm going brain first. didn't process. You're like, like what? what are we even doing here? Like, what? what are we talking about? <laughs> talking about two different movies that we watched. Yeah. Christmas related. Yeah. Um, are you are you ready? I'm ready. I'm okay. sorry. I'm slow processing right now. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so the movie that you assigned me for the last movie was Last Holiday. Yes. This was released in 2006, and it stars Queen Latifah and. Also, uh, some other actors grace the screen, uh, such as LL Cool J, Giancarlo Esposito, the guy from Leverage, and <laughs> some other people. Those are all the people whose yeah. names uh, that I know. Um, so Queen Latifah plays this character. Her name is Georgia Bird. She works for a department store in the cookware section. Mm-hmm. And by working there for so long, she has actually uh, developed an affinity for cooking. Mm-hmm. And so she cooks in the, using these cookbooks and recipes all the time at home. And she makes these really fancy meals for the kid that lives next door to her. But she never eats the meals mm-hmm. herself. She's always just eating lean cuisine. And... Yeah, but she still likes to cook all the time. Mm -hmm. And she seems to have somewhat of a talent for it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she also... Oh, and actually, wait. um, When she's cooking, she... uh, In the first episode... I mean, sorry. (laughs) In the first episode. The first time we see her cooking, she's making pule chapatulis. Me and my mom are always like, pule (laughs) chapatulis. I literally, I, I spelled out the whole thing. It's P-O-U-L-E-T space T-C-H-O-U-P-I-T-O-U-L-A-S. It's poulet like, chapatoulis. Is chapatoulis a real French word? Like, poulet is like French for chicken. Oh, but I have like, no idea. Is chapatoulis made up? <laughs> or is I that like a real thing? Chapatoulis. Chapatoulis. I mean, that could be like a name of... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
it sounds like a funny it just sounds like a funny made up Pule chapatulus but well i'm in the uh there's an anime called food wars where they make food right i've been trying to watch and um, i'm not to it and uh, in like the fifth episode i want to say the main character makes shaliapin steak Wow. So I don't know what Shaliapin is Shaliapin. or Chapatulis is, <laughs> but there's some fancy words yeah. in the food community. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, so this this kid that uh, lives like across from her, his name's Darius, and he enjoys all of her food. And she has this like scrapbook called Possibilities, and he's looking through it, and he notices that. There's like cutouts of her face and some guy's face on like a married couple's mm-hmm. bodies. And he's like, oh, who's that? You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she's like, he's just a possibility. Mm-hmm. And so it's this guy, Sean, played by LL Cool J, who works at the same place as her. And he sells barbecues. And she is just enamored with him and he is clearly enamored with her they both like each other mm-hmm. and so there's this whole scene where uh they are talking to each other and you know she's like what's that grill do and <laughs> <laughs> and he's like well you know uh it's got uh, three settings and uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and anyway she hits her head um <laughs> Are we just going straight into I think that? You, you Did really I combine two things? scenes. Did I combine two scenes? It's okay. All right. Yeah. They're she, talking. Well, I think it's important to note, like Georgia is like a very, like she's like very shy and like kind of afraid to like put herself out there. Yeah. And so while it's very clear there's some sort of tension between her and Sean, she's like not taking the bait. Like she's just like, I'll just buy this. You know, like I'll buy the grill. And like oh, that's yeah, kind of the that's end of right. the conversation. And he's like, well, you just bought a grill. And she's like, like, she can't figure out what to do. So she, yeah. Just buys another grill. Yeah, just buys another grill. Um, but eventually, a little bit later, um, they're talking again. And he comes over. to. She had done, like, a cooking demonstration. Oh, and that's he right. comes over. And she's like, here, this is for you. Like, eat some. Um, and they're talking. And she drops something. And they both go to pick it up. And as she gets up, she hits her head on a on cabinet, cabinet door. Just the worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So she she hits her head on the cabinet door. She passes out. He takes her to the clinic that is attached to the store that they work at because that's the, okay. So this, this department store that they work at is called Krager, Kragen? Uh, the, I th- Wait a minute. I think it's like Kragen's department store. Is it called Kragen for real? Kragen's his name. The, oh my God. Yeah. Did Craig, you not realize that was no, no, his department store? Yeah, no, I did. No, no, oh. no, I did. I did. No, I'm just realizing. Oh, okay, no, okay. I'm thinking of two different. I'm thinking of Kroger and <laughs> Hagen. What? <laughs> like those are two different stores. types of stores in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I just. I'm like, oh, Kragen. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Sorry, I thought I was just having an epiphany. No, no, no. Um, just getting mixed up. Okay, so. Craigan. Yeah. Uh Craigan is the name of the department store that she works at, but there's also a Craigan clinic and that's where she gets checked out at. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's just like yeah, a hospital uh, maybe it's like so a health clinic. Maybe he's got I think maybe it's just so like it's such a big Is it like Costco? Store? 
I don't know. I don't you know, because like Costco has optometry. Yeah, that's true. And I don't like know. hearing. So it's not very clear why this clinic exists. Yeah. So there's a clinic attached to the department store. It's like if Macy's had a doctor, um, which is such a strange concept, but that's just that's that's the yeah. movie. Um, so she gets checked out and she gets a CAT scan and she finds out from her CAT scan that she has Lampington's disease mm-hmm. and there are Lampington's lesions mm-hmm. in her brain and she has three weeks to live. So she's very sad and she decides she's going to quit and basically liquidates all of her assets and says, I'm going to Prague because that's where like some chefs I really like are. I want to mm-hmm. go on vacation. I'm going to just blow all of my money mm-hmm. because I've only got three weeks left to live. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go do that. I mean, I think it's important to hit on the note that this is like a really big thing for her because like I said, she's kind of scared to put herself out there. She's always kind of like lived under the radar. And so her boss sucks. He's terrible. Yeah, he's the worst. And so she like tells him how it is. And it's like, look, you suck. Like, I'm trying to tell you this information. You don't care about any of us, so I'm quitting. Um, and then, like, she's, like, sitting at her house, and she's looking through her possibilities book. She's like, oh, I really wanted to eat at this place, and I really wanted to, like, meet this person. I really wanted to do this, and, like, all these things that I never did, and now I only have three weeks to live, and, like, I, I had so many plans for my future. And so that's when she's like, you know what? Actually, let me I'm just get all that. my money, and I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what she does. She goes... And also we find out that uh, while she's, when she gets to the, uh, the Grand Hotel Poop, 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 um, <laughs> the Grand Hotel Poop, um, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> she gets there, she finds out that the senator from where she's from Louisiana. In Louisiana. Uh, The senator from Louisiana, who is also part of her church group, is also staying at this hotel at the same time. And well, I don't know if he was part of the church group. He said he was he was supposed to visit their oh, church. Oh, he was supposed to visit the and, church. And like the church is it's like a church who a lot of the people there voted for him and so they were really excited to have him visit and he gotcha. never showed up. Gotcha. That clarifies things. Um and Cragen, the man that owns Cragen. Matthew Cragen. The owner of the place that she used to work at mm-hmm. uh, is on holiday there as well. Mm-hmm. And then she decides, I'm probably missing some stuff here because the next note I have is, then she goes on a shopping spree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, as she's traveling, well, as she's traveling to Kolovivari, Karlovivari, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, as she's traveling to Prague, she like upgrades herself to first class she takes a helicopter into Prague oh, that's and so right. they like and so people see this helicopter and you know rich people they're nosy they're yeah. like who's that what's going on the last on? time someone showed up by helicopter it was Elton John yeah and so she shows up to the hotel and she's about to check in and they're like we don't your room's not ready for another two hours and she's like my time is precious because you know she only has three weeks to live yeah. they don't know that and she's like do you have anything ready right now and they're like we have the, the presidential pro- suite yep. ready but it's like four thousand dollars a night and she's like go ahead check me in like let's go and they're like 
okay, clearly this woman has money. Like she's she's somebody. And so it's like this whole thing of like, who's that? Who's that? Like yeah. everyone's trying to figure out who she is. Like all the rich, high class people are like, oh, what does she do? Yeah. And I'm going to get in on her business. Yeah. And at this point, she sees the senator and she's like, we were supposed to, he was supposed to, he never showed up for our meeting. And so they're like, oh, she knows the senator. Like somehow she's connected to him. Oh, like, yeah, things yeah. like that. So no one knows really who she is, what she's about. And she's not really telling anybody. She's not giving them any information. Not mm-hmm. that she's hiding it. She's just like, like going about her business. And she goes on a shopping spree. <laughs> yeah. And buys all new clothes. And so she decides to go eat at the hotel restaurant, which is um, Chef Didier is the head chef there. And he's like in her book of possibilities. She really looks up to him. And she decides she's going to order, you know what? Everything on the menu because he never serves the same menu twice. So she's like, well, let's just get it all in. It's like literally goals. (laughs) I want to be able to order everything off the menu. And so everybody's like, wow, she's got such an appetite. Like, who is she? She can just buy everything on the menu. My gosh. Mm -hmm. And Chef Didier is like, oh my gosh, I I love this woman. She wants to eat all of my food. And so he, like, Cragen, while he's at the table with the senator, uh, Senator Dillings, by the way, that's his name, um, Cragen and Dillings and some other rich people uh, are all at a table. And Cragen is telling his waiter, like, make sure Chef Didier comes and, like, says hello to us. Mm -hmm. Because he's got, you know, a power complex. And then Chef Didier goes and he stops at Georgia's table. And he's talking to her. And they're just, like, laughing it up, having a good time. And um, Cragen is visibly upset. And it's like, whatever. And um, let's see. Wow. Yeah. My notes just kind of just jump right <laughs> ahead. Um, like my notes then jump straight to uh, her doctor back at back in the States yeah. acting like he's never had a patient who's died before because he is clearly st- <laughs> stressed. Yeah. Like, he sits on the floor at the hospital just like tripping over the fact that like he has a patient who's gonna die and he doesn't know what to do about it Mm -hmm. and he seems to have a lot of time to dedicate to thinking about this (laughs) which sounds great in real life but that's just not how (laughs) there's just no way yeah um so that i thought that was kind of weird um but he also, like, Sean is like, where's Georgia? She was acting weird, and she's not here. So he's going to talk to her doctor, and her doctor's freaking out. And Sean's like, tell me what happened to her. And he's like, she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no. And it's super unethical that he even told him that. But, like, I don't know. True, I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, then Georgia goes to the spa at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Giancarlo Esposito is he's the one that plays Senator Dillings he uh, you know joins her in the like hot tub Mm -hmm. and he's coming on real hard he's like literally does not know the definition of personal space yeah seriously literally get away from me yeah he gets in so close I know and it's a spa so I'm like were they naked like that's even worse (laughs) I don't I don't know I don't know the answer to that yeah um 
typically in a spa, they're they they separated by gender. Yeah, he had he had had briefs. Yeah, so it must have been like a community hot tub. Gotcha. Yeah, something like that. Uh, anyway, um, let's see. I mean, gosh, yeah. The next note I have is that uh, Cragen thinks that she's trouble. Yeah. And oh, yeah, Cragen and his secretary notice Dillings and uh, Georgia talking to each other in the hot tub, mm-hmm. and he's like, mm, "She's trouble," and then like. He makes out with his secretary in the elevator, and then Georgia gets on the elevator, and she's like, "Hi, mm, I see what y'all up to." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the next thing I have is that they go skiing. <laughs> Your notes really are all over the place. They really are. I mean, they're just—I just jumped from scene to scene. I'm just yeah. kind of commenting on things, but I'm not quite remembering the order of events. Got you. Got you. Yeah. So. To back up things a little bit, back up way back. Um, also, when Georgia was like, so when she first got to the hotel and was saying like, oh, we missed, I missed a meeting with the senator. Um, she also sees the secretary and she's talking about like, Craigan's doing something as Craigan does. And she goes up to the secretary and she's like. If it's any consolation, like, he's going to have a bad fourth quarter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All and these little details that are, like, yeah. ultimately important that I just completely forgot about. Yeah. So to cut back to when um, Cragen and the secretary see her with the senator, and also they had confronted the senator and was like, oh, apparently she knows you. And the senator's like, I don't know that woman. And so then that's why he had gone to talk to her in the spa and was like, how do I know you? Like, are we, did we go to this event? Like, were we both at this event? She's like, no, you were supposed to show up to my church group or like to church and you didn't. And that was a lot of people who voted for you and it meant a lot to them. And so like, shame on you. And so then when she hops in the elevator or they, they, uh, Cragen and the secretary like see her and they're like, oh my gosh, she does know him. Like maybe he was lying, Mm, that sort of thing. Um, and, and then so, they yeah. go skiing? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she's like, I'm going to get on a snowboard and I'm going to try that. And she just causes mayhem. Um, she, like, this actually makes no sense, but, <laughs> um, but why not? It's a movie. So she is getting her snowboarding lesson mm-hmm. and... If you've ever done a snowboarding lesson, like you you do it at the bottom of the mountain, mm-hmm. like you get on the board for the first time and then you like take the bunny slope. Mm-hmm. And the bunny slope is like you go down maybe like a total of 30 feet over a mm-hmm. long period. Um and she's like she starts to kind of like she gets on the snowboard and she starts to like slip away mm-hmm. and he's like stop. She's like, I don't know how. And she goes down a massive slope. Like a black diamond. Well, so, well, the, and then she, she's going down like what I guess is supposed to be like the bunny slope. Yeah. But then she kind of goes off the slope <laughs> onto a different slope. And that's where like Cragen and Dillings and, you know, all the other rich people. These, these, this is a recurring group of rich people. So every time we yeah, refer to rich people, we are talking about this like group of five yeah. people. So, 
the 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 rich five are on this like slope and she comes flying in they're like this is a black diamond and mm. black diamond is like the, the highest difficulty or whatever mm. um and she just goes flying <laughs> and then Kragen's like well i'm not gonna be passed up by her so he's like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> and then they're next to each other and he's like hey and she's like Ah! <laughs> she like can't stop and she's just going so fast yeah and she's like on his skis at one point he's like whoa yeah. it's like ah. <laughs> i love how you say that it's like so unrealistic it's but that's that's exactly what i felt like when we went skiing with yeah your dad. yeah I, like i get it I get it but like they were like no yeah. they were on the top of the mountain yeah. And she's like getting her lesson, and it's like, oh no, I'm going all the way down a whole mountain. Yeah. And it's like, that's not <laughs> at all what would happen. <laughs> I literally, when we went skiing with your dad, that is like what I thought about. So we went on like those like baby slopes. Yeah. Which that was fine. But then once we like, he like took us to that bigger one. Yeah, yeah. And I like didn't know how to slow down, I mean, it was and scary. I was zooming. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just gonna pray because yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't know how to stop yeah. and luckily i got to a point where i just like kind of turned sideways and stopped but yeah and your dad was like you were flying <laughs> like that i felt like georgia oh my I mean, gosh that's exactly what i was thinking about <laughs> that's funny well the next note i have is that craig and secretary is very rude to the spa staff yeah <laughs> yeah so I mean, just like the whole the whole snowboarding scene, like it's it's just like it just happens, mm-hmm. you know. It's just like for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like at the spa, she's getting a massage, and then Craig and secretary is also getting a massage, and she's being super rude. And Georgia gets up and she de- like defends the spa staff, and she's like, "Don't be so rude to them." And then I. Yeah, um, and then she like bumps into the rich five again, and uh, she's like, "I'm gonna go base jumping." And Craig's like, they "Invite her to." They invite her to sit. She goes to dinner again, and they yeah, invite her. To they invite sit. her. Yeah. Um, and they're like, "What are your plans?" Like Craig has this like whole plan for what they're gonna do. Oh yeah, because he's trying to. One of the guys in the rich five is. Uh, some businessman. So Craigan's trying to do like a half a billion dollar merger with this guy. Mm-hmm. So he's really trying to like, you know, schmooze. pull the strings and schmooze. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yeah. He like has this whole plan of what they're gonna do, and they ask Georgia because now she's interacted with like the secretary. She's interacted with the senator a little bit, and so they're starting to like get to know her. Um, and they're like, this woman's wild. Like she's fun. And so they ask her, like, oh, well, Georgia, what are you doing tomorrow? And she's like, I'm going base jumping. And they're like, why would you do that? And she's like, why not? <laughs> and so they're like, you know, that sounds much better than what Cragen had planned. So let's do that. Let's join you. Yeah, Cragen's like, we're going to a glass factory. Yeah, and, and he's everybody's real like, upset. Nope. Yeah, he's real upset that they don't care about that. And yeah. so then he's like, well, if we're going base jumping, I'm, I'm not going to watch. Too. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So then Georgia and Cragen are at the top of a dam and they are going to jump off of this dam. <laughs> and I mean, ultimately, like they're both really nervous, but Georgia actually like she jumps, she parachutes down and she's like, "Woo, that was great. Mm. And then Cragen is like 
<laughs> and like the the other rich people are watching him mm-hmm. and he's like I can't the canopy's not a, attached to the He's like the, it's not rigged. It's not it's rigged. Bad yeah. mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> Mechanical difficulties. Mechanical difficulties can't do it. Um can't jump. Uh. And uh, <laughs> Um yeah, because he's so competitive and he doesn't yeah. he does not end up jumping. And at this like his like friends that he's like with they're all starting to see like how trash he is. They're like, of course he didn't jump. Like we knew he wasn't gonna jump. Like, yeah, what a weak man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in the hotel staff that she's been befriending the whole time, um, they think that she is awesome, and they're all talking about her. And then Cragen decides he's gonna pay Fraulein Gunther, um, who is the floor valet. Um, apparently, she uh, like cleans the rooms and goes through everybody's stuff um he pays yeah craigan pays her to figure out like what does georgia do for a living and this will come back in a second now at this point like georgia is going to the farmer's market with chef dda he tells her that the secret to life is butter and she's like whoo yep um (laughs) and they're just becoming good friends. And then LL Cool J is like, I'm going to Prague because I want to tell Georgia how I feel about her because she's going to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And But then Georgia and the rich people uh, decide they're going to go gambling. And they are playing, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Not Not roulette. Um, the one with the circle. Is that roulette? Isn't that roulette? That is roulette. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> so they're yeah, so they they're gambling on roulette, and she bets on seventeen, and they're like, "We'll follow you." And they bet on seventeen, and Cragen bets on whatever he wants to mm-hmm. bet on, and seventeen wins. And then she's like, "I'm betting on seventeen again," and they're like, "That's don't do that." But you know what? We'll we'll bet too, and seventeen wins again. Um, and Cragen, of course bet on something else and then she's like you know what i'm gonna bet on 17 again and they're like what and she's like well actually i was uh my mama died when i was 11 and so she's gonna put on 11 and then like you know they kind of do some shuffling and she's like well no you know what like my mom's birthday was on the 17th so she goes back to the 17 they go back to the 17 and then she ends up winning a third time Mm -hmm. at which point you know like if i was the casino i'd be like all right there's some (laughs) shenanigans yeah (laughs) that's like statistically (laughs) so improbable and everybody was betting on this yeah. huh um but it's meant to be like a you know george's luck is turning around mm. kind of moment mm. and uh miss gunther goes through her stuff basically figures out her whole backstory and that she is going to die and ends up talking to georgia and is like why are you here with all these horrible people why aren't you with people that you love? And she's like, you know what? I've been thinking about that a lot as mm-hmm. well these last few days. And I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And um, and then she like is talking to God. She talks to God a lot in this movie. Um, I've like, I forgot to mention that. Like it happened. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a very it's a recurring behavior for Georgia to like talk to the sky and mm-hmm. be like. God, what you doing? Um, <laughs> I would too. I'd be like, you playing? <laughs> I'm over here winning all this money and I'm about to die in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so then Sean is on his way to see her. He's landed in Prague. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's like never flown before because he had like he was sweating on the plane. Mm-hmm. He they land on the ground. And he's like, oh my, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's on it. He's in a taxi on his way to see her, and she is in a taxi on her way to the airport. She's mm-hmm. like, I should go spend time with people that I care about. Mm-hmm. But then an avalanche happens to have happened. Yep, that's the sentence. <laughs> and she can't leave and he can't get in because it's blocking the road. And he decides, you know what? I'm going to walk. <laughs> and he then starts walking uh, to the hotel. Remember that for later. Um, <laughs> so then she's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to stay here. And uh, da 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 um, Cragen finds out that she sells cookware at his store. But he sees what's Fraulein Gunther. Um, he sees he sees Gunther, and she's like, "She works for you. That's all I can tell you. Screw you." And he's like, "What?" And then he does some digging, finds out that she does work for him in cookware at his store in Louisiana, mm. and uh, so he. Makes this like whole announcement to the rich people that like that's who she really is and that she's not like you know this big rich person. Wait, before you like get into all that. Oh. So after Gunther found out, she told told tell ooh, she tells DDA Chef DDA, and so they're the two that know. And yeah. Chef DDA like is talking to Georgia and she's like, Ugh, "Did Gunther tell you like?" I, this is why I didn't want, I didn't want people to know. I don't want to like bring down anyone. And so he's just like, I'm so appreciative of you. I'm glad we're having this time together. He's short staffed because of the avalanche. So she helps him cook. That's right. And then right. after she joins the rich group to, for dinner. Um, and that's when Craig, Craig like gets into the whole speech about like, who's Georgia and like, everyone's been so enamored, but like, look, she's just, She's poor. Re- yeah, she's a retail worker at my yeah. store. Like she's been lying to us or whatever. And then she's like, "Yeah, you know what? Um, I, you know, I never said I was any of that like stuff that you made me up to be. I am going to die, so I'm enjoying myself before I am gone. And that's, I mean, that's basically like her whole speech. And then everybody's like, Cragen sucks. <laughs> so yeah. they basically just like." leave the table and yeah. they're like screw that so, like guy. we're done with you yeah <laughs> they're yeah they're, they're they're done with him it's new year's mm-hmm. let's go you know enjoy it with better company mm-hmm. um and let's see and then uh ugh, goodness and then like he can't i forgot it keeps going um he can't like you'd think that that would be the end of the movie um or something or that we would start to segue towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But no, there's still a whole nother scene with Cragen where after he's been rejected, now he's like sitting on a ledge, uh, like on the top story of the hotel, and everybody's worried that he's going to jump off the ledge. And Georgia goes to talk him down, and uh, he realizes like how great she is and like all that and oh, he needs to do better he needs he needs to do better mm-hmm. um and then ll cool j shows up mm-hmm. and he's like what are you doing up there georgia here i'm coming up yeah. and um 
he then kind of like goes out to the ledge too and he's like Georgia I have feelings for you I want to be with you whether it's for five minutes or for 50 years mm-hmm. and she's like dang I know she's like God how are you gonna give me this man yeah. <laughs> when I'm about to die <laughs> but also simultaneously back at home in the states with uh Dr. Gupta Dr. Gupta he realizes that after he scans himself and another doctor with the uh, CAT scan machine, that like these Lampington's lesions that were on her uh, CAT scan mm-hmm. are popping up on everybody else, and he realizes like, oh, the machine's faulty. Oh my god! Which and like I would totally sue. Hundred <laughs> percent, because she like sells all. She liquidates all of her assets. <laughs> Because of this news. How did they not CAT scan anybody for like three weeks <laughs> to, to like not know is beyond me. But um, so he sends in, a, he happened to have sent in a fax to let her know you were not going to die. And Gunther finds the fax. And so after like her and Sean profess their feelings for each other on this ledge, Gunther then pops up. And she's like, hey, I got a fax. You're not going to die. And it's like, what? Yeah. And everybody's happy. She's going to live. She's going to live. They've got feelings for each other. She opens up a, she opens up her own restaurant called Georgia's. And like, you know, she's got, now she's got like rich friends, I guess. (laughs) And um, Cragen's wife divorces him his secretary realizes that she's worth more Mm -hmm. and she goes to school for business Mm -hmm. and uh yeah his his wife leaves him takes half his money then the sec takes the rest of his money Mm -hmm. and georgia opens up her own restaurant goes off without a hitch everybody's happy and that's the end of the movie Mm -hmm. and apparently they got married while skydiving that was kind of like a weird detail that they threw in at the end where they were yeah. like let's just turn the whole movie into a cartoon um <laughs> but like you know what i really like this movie <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's supposed to be like ridiculous like, it's a comedy so it's supposed to be you know silly and yeah but like still heartwarming this yeah this movie felt like Yes, it was very heartwarming. It was fun. It was a comedy. Mm-hmm. It uh, you know takes place around the holidays, so it's kind of got that sense to it. I just like I found myself getting emotional at the end. I like mm-hmm. I felt for the characters, and I was like, I'm really happy for them. I'm loving this happy ending right now. Mm-hmm. At the same time, and this isn't necessarily like you know discounting the quality of the movie, mm-hmm. but it very much feels like if I was to like give an AI a prompt to like write me a Queen Latifah holiday movie mm-hmm. that was made in 2006, mm-hmm. it would give you this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Okay. Um, yeah. That's not necessarily bad. It's yeah. just like, it just kind of feels like, it's like a of corny. its time yeah it's corny mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of other movies that are also kind of like this that kind of came out around that time so let me tell you a little fun fact oh this movie is actually a reboot of a movie created in the 1950s called last holiday wow um, so this is i did not know yeah, this is... that what <laughs> okay yeah yeah um so it has been done before <laughs> 
However, so in the 1950s version, the main character is actually male, and his name is George Bird. Um, when they had thought about, Whoa. yeah, when they had thought, when they had considered rebooting it, it was like in around the 90s. They wanted John Candy. Oh, name, yeah, right? John they, Candy. Yeah, they wanted okay. John Candy to play George. Sadly, he passed away in 94. Um, so they kind of shelved the project and didn't really think about it until Queen Latifah's agent somehow came across it and was like, what if we do this, but let's change it to Georgia Bird and have Queen Latifah do it. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it turned out pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had this whole impression of this movie mm-hmm. for a long time i remember seeing the advertisements for it and being like queen latifah's base jumping woo woo you know um <laughs> um i think family guy at one point did a joke about this movie i wouldn't doubt it and it was like let go back to last holiday and it's like queen latifah on on a snowboard like whoa and mm-hmm. that's like the whole impression i had of this movie mm-hmm. um which that does happen in a very cartoonish only in movies mm-hmm. kind of way mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. i doubt the original 1950s version had a scene where the man was skiing maybe it did i don't know mm-hmm. um but yeah that's Anyway, I liked, I did like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I recommend I, it. Like, I think an average movie watcher, like a general audience member, yeah, would walk away from this movie being like, I liked that. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I feel like in terms of like holiday movies, I tend to na- like I tend to love the ones that are just so outrageous. Like your National Lampoons, your Christmas with the Cranks. Like this movie, I don't know. I think it's just like it brings a lightness that we don't engage with often i feel like we don't engage with like this kind of levity like Mm. comedic levity anymore and during the holidays where everything's just like so fun and bubbly and happy and joyful like i think these are the kinds of movies that i tend to like and really enjoy because it's just you know yeah it's the holidays you just watch the fun stuff you know i mean like comedies don't really come out in theaters anymore yeah yeah like this movie would not this would go straight to streaming yeah yeah like hulu or netflix yeah yeah and i like really miss good i was i talk about this with my friend ashley all the time because like like Judd, like the Judd Apatow group that mm-hmm. like would always produce these like movies and come out with these movies. Like I used to love, like I loved those movies, and, and I feel like we really we just like stopped. Yeah, we just don't have a really good like comedy anymore. I feel like We're the Millers was kind of like the the last of that. Hmm. Um, interesting. What you don't think that's true? Well, I, I just think it's interesting that it's like we We're the Millers would be the one like would be when the We're the like- Millers came out. That was like so that was. Very funny. Okay, well, what about um, what was that Amy Schumer movie? Trainwreck was that the one? Do people like Amy Schumer? <laughs> no, but at that time, I mean, sorry, Amy Schumer. Um, but like at that time, this is actually now the second time we've badmouthed Amy Schumer on this podcast. <laughs> I, mean, I am not an Amy Schumer fan. Um, it, it just is what it is. <laughs> but like when that movie came out, we didn't audiences didn't already have a pre-existing relationship with Amy Schumer so Mm -hmm. some people did like that movie Mm. um but like there's uh what like blockers with like John Cena 
I don't know, but my point is that some comedy movies still come out in theaters. I mean, some come out, but we haven't had one where it's like generally agreed on that that was funny. Yeah. Like, I feel like We're the Millers, pretty much everyone agreed when that came out, like, or a, a good amount. A lot I'm of gonna, people. Agreed. I might have a hot take here and say, <laughs> like, I don't think that really? p- people view We're the Millers as, as high of a light as you might. Um, Are you serious? Everyone I'm, around I'm, me thought it was I'm so funny. Fully serious. Oh my gosh, I love. Weird I mean, movies. it is. It's a. Ve- it is a very funny movie, yeah. and the whole like, no regrets thing, like that, just carried that to this day still carries oh my gosh, on. That's not as, even like, the funniest joke. part of that. The movie. I know. I, I know. I know. <laughs> and there's like memes and stuff yeah. that came from that movie. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But like, I don't. Oh my think gosh. So. Okay. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. But yeah. But I feel like, regardless, like. I feel like the la- the trail end of like your really funny movies is like your this is the end, your horrible bosses, right, right, like right. that sort of stuff. And we don't really have that anymore. I don't I don't know if it's like yeah. people are afraid because you know they don't want. Well, I think now. Or, mm, true. Yeah. I, I think now with like Marvel movies really kind of like blowing up, you know, the last ten plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now just kind of become like ex- almost expected to like weave comedy into your movie wherever you can get it into the movie. Yeah. So it's like comedy movie, like straight up comedy movies are not coming out as much. Yeah. But more blockbuster movies are having more comedic moments. But I hate that because like your Marvel comedy, it's dumb. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's very corny because they're they're making it. Like for all, it's for all it's, audiences, yeah, 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 including children and things like that. Like we, I feel like we still need that kind of comedy that's definitely more adult centered. Like, I mean, you have your de- like Deadpool, like that's a great comedy, I guess. <laughs> but also, like that's such a specific like type a comedy, of comedy. It's a comedy action film. Yeah, you know? like it's yeah, that's so specific. But like, I miss the simple, just like. There's no, there's no big spectacle. There's no yeah. like, it's not also, it's not like an action that has comedy sprinkled into it. Like I miss your just pure comedy. Just, yeah. That's just dumb. It's silly. It's funny. It's good. Yeah. Like we don't really have that anymore. Like we watched Bodies, 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 but that was like a horror comedy. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's all this like uh, genre mixing yeah. with comedy yeah. where it's you don't see yeah you don't see a lot of movies that it's like just when you comedy. look at the genre. It just says comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And the ones that we have gotten have not been the best. They're just like not funny. Well, that's, that's the thing about comedy though. It's like, how do you, it's, it seems like to me, it would be so hard to make a purely comedy movie. Yeah. That is timeless. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, like when we look back on old comedy movies, it's like, some of that was like the humor of the day, mm-hmm. but it's still sometimes mm-hmm. like still funny. Mm-hmm. But I feel like jokes that were funny, I don't know. Like, I think maybe it's just like information just like moves so much faster now mm-hmm. that like the comedic landscape is changing. Like, what mm-hmm. people find funny changes yeah. so quickly because of like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, with, because like I'll use TikTok as just the purest example, mm-hmm. because something is funny now mm-hmm. does not mean it would be funny in a month. Yeah, and that happens so quickly because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. So 
it, I imagine it's super hard to make a movie mm-hmm. that is funny to just audiences in general yeah. now yeah. because that type of humor might not even be funny like yeah. six months after the movie comes out. So then like, is there a way to take, because there are comedies that like transcend time. Like I think of like super bad, right? Right. Like that will always be funny Yeah. because like, it's a it's like a coming of age movie, you know. We all we all experience, you know, like being an adolescent and like growing up and going like wanting to go to this party and mm-hmm. like liking a girl or whatever and like getting into shenanigans like that. So like, is there a way to take things that are like experiences we all experience and like show the humor in it? Yeah. So that it does transcend I mean, time. That, right. That is. I mean, that is what makes things funny, right? Yeah. Um. It's like what's something we all can relate Books, to. Booksmart came out. I love Booksmart. That's a good that's, one. That's that's comedy. Yeah. That came out but like four years ago. But even that's like still specific. That's true. I mean, it's like the situation that the characters are facing is very specific to them. Yeah. 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 But that's a cute movie. I like that movie. Oh <laughs> but yeah, but but still, that's still so different from like something like your super bad your horrible bosses we've all had a bad boss we've all had like a boss we just really dislike maybe we've just <laughs> laughed about we've joked about everything everything impossible and there's nothing left to joke about impossible <laughs> there's no way there's humor in everything people will only find america's funniest home videos funny now <laughs> that's what tiktok is honestly honestly i never thought about it that way that's so funny it's just constant Constant, a, a constant feed of America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh my gosh, I want to watch that show now. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> I'm it's pretty it's great. still funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like when I rewatched some AFV when I was in like high school, Yeah. it was not actually funny. Some are, I, I don't like, I don't find humor in people getting like, hurt. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think it's funny when people like yeah. slip, <laughs> but like there's a, there was a lot of like, hits to the groin and i'm like that's oh, yeah. not funny <laughs> well, it's funny like tiktoks that are funny are just funny but yeah. like afv back in the day was like tom bergeron had to be like don't let grandma yeah. do this <laughs> it had to be narrated right <laughs> that's so funny yeah but some of them are really i don't know I, it's it's very much family humor like right you right. know right but i don't know I, we got on a wild tangent about yeah. comedy, but... I mean, TikTok is also not all America's Funniest Known videos. Like, some people do scripted stuff on there. Yeah. Some people will just, like, I don't know, cook. Um, there's all kinds of content on TikTok, but, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, any other thoughts before I get into, like, some quick facts? Um, No, yeah. I mean, it's just, like, it, it was as you said like it was refreshing to have this like heartwarming mm-hmm. christmasy not full-blown christmas but like yeah you know heartwarming holiday mm-hmm. movie comedy mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely i agree um so some quick facts all of the f- well if not all majority of the food that was featured in the movie so throughout like we said it's like she loves to cook so we see her cooking we see her she watches like emerald who's like an actual chef on like food network i think um i don't know if he still is but uh the things that she makes with chef dda things like that so uh, the food was created by real chefs 
obviously, because <laughs> it's fancy food. It's not plastic food. <laughs> yeah, it's like real food. Um, and they were on the set and like would prepare these things, would like teach Queen Latifah how to like, you know, do stuff so that she looked like she knew what she was doing. Not that she like, not to say she couldn't cook before. I don't know her right. cooking levels, sure, but you know. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but all of the meals that they made, they posted the recipes on Food Network. Oh, that's cool. On their website. Yeah. So you could make it as well. Um, and to promote the movie. Poulet Chapatulas. I know. We need to find that. I don't eat chicken. I'm vegetarian. But <laughs> <laughs> I want to make some Poulet Chapatulas. Um, but also to promote the movie, she Queen Latifah did also go on Emerald Show. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So that's that's that. Nice. Um, apparently, the Grand Hotel Poop <laughs> is also in a James Bond movie in Casino Royale. Is- and it's. Wait, wait, is the Grand Hotel Poop like a real place? It's a real place. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's a real place. I thought it would be like a fictional hotel in Prague, but I guess it it's It is a real place in Carlo Vivari. Um, and it was featured in a James Bond movie in Chris- Casino Royale, but named the Hotel Splendide in Montenegro. Is this, is this in the Daniel Craig Casino Royale or the know. original Casino Royale? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know there was two. Yeah, that's... there's. There, there are two. Gosh, that's why I don't watch James Bond. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's too much. It's all the same. <laughs> I mean, I would believe that it was in both, honestly. Yeah, I don't uh, know. It's a nice hotel. Yeah. Um, so I did look up the hotel because I wanted to see, because she pays like $4,000 a night for the presidential suite. Right. And I was like, oh, I wonder if like, if we wanted to leave today. and Well, not today, but if we wanted to leave this weekend and spend Christmas at the Grand Hotel Poop, what are we <laughs> The Grand Hotel Poop. Grand Hotel Poop. 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 Like, like, cook. Poop. 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 Anyways, if you wanted to go to this hotel and spend Christmas, how much would we have to pay? Yeah. So it was between 550 euros and 670 euros, which is roughly like 582 to $709 US dollars is what we'd be paying per night to stay for the christmas weekend this weekend dang all right yeah that's a lot however it did look very beautiful i yeah (laughs) did you look at plane tickets too i didn't (laughs) i wasn't gonna go down that rabbit hole (laughs) Uh, full round trip (laughs) total up we were to redo this whole movie (laughs) what is the first first class ticket cost adjusting for inflation (laughs) ski prices (laughs) spa prices no i didn't look up all that um, so the last thing I want to mention, so I, in my undergrad, I was a women and gender studies minor, and I wrote a paper about portrayals of black women in media, um, and it was basically a paper talking about, like, the mammy stereotype, the Jezebel stereotype, all of that stuff, and I had talked about this movie, and I talked about how I felt that this was kind of, like, playing into the mammy stereotype, um, I don't, I think in your description of the movie, you didn't quite like hit on this that hard, but it is kind of like the central story of really Georgia's character is serving to help these people, help the rich people in some sort of way. Mm. Um, and so when she's talking to the senator, she's like, you need to like go back to your roots and like help the people who like uplifted you, like help your own community. Because right now you're like not doing any service to those who really like put you in the, who gave you this privilege basically who voted you in mm-hmm. as senator mm-hmm. um and we we did that 
you know, so that you would do stuff for us um, as a senator. And so, like, that's kind of how she's, like, helping him come to that realization. With the secretary, she's like, you're worth so much more than Cragen. Like, you need to, what do you want to do in life? And she's like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I didn't even get my degree. She's like, go back to school. There you go. We solved it. We solved your problem. So what... uh what stereotype does that um, fit under? Yeah, so I thought it fit in the in the way I wrote it was that I felt like it fit into the mammy stereotype. So if you're unfamiliar with these stereotypes, there's like mammy stereotype, which is basically this like motherly figure. Um, she's basically there to help people. Like she's there to be a mother to people. Uh, oftentimes she's a very like asexual character. Like they don't really mm. play into her own mm-hmm. sexuality, things like that. She's very nurturing. Um, so you have that. You have the Jezebel, which is like the over-sexualized, like black woman stereotype. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay. You know, I can't think of an example right now, but that character. And then there's also the Sapphire character, like stereotype. And that's like the angry black woman stereotype. Like they're just okay. very abrasive, aggressive. I hate to like say those terms. Ugh, makes me feel icky. But yeah, so those are the three like main stereotypes that a lot of black roles like pop up um and so yeah so i felt like when i wrote about this movie in the paper it was just talking about how like this is her sole purpose she's here to help rich white people essentially right um the senator's black but majority of the characters are white um and through that like she's she's all she's not playing into like her sex like she's not playing into the fact that like she's having like she wants to have this romance and like things like that of course we get the snippets like at the beginning we see she likes this guy at the end she gets the guy but like throughout the whole thing like her sexuality is not being like embraced yeah and i I mentioned that as well that like ll cool j has second billing on this movie but he's maybe got like 12 minutes of screen time yeah yeah so yeah, that's like that's really not even a focus of the movie. Yeah, like it's really the movie's her giving her time, the last time, like the little bit of time she has left to all these people in some sort of way, and she's not really getting anything back from them. She's just kind of like giving herself to these people and changing that's their lives. True. Yeah. So, I wonder how that dynamic, like I want, I guess I wonder if that dynamic is in like the original movie that mm-hmm. it's based on at yeah. all i don't know yeah. i have no clue um i mean despite all that being said i love this movie <laughs> like <Sure>. I, <laughs> I i feel like sometimes i feel like i'm that person that's like like there was a episode of abbott elementary recently where what's the what's the white dude's name i don't i don't, I don't remember his name but he like keeps ruining he was ruining christmas for um the the like miss shiminti and what's the other barbara okay um he's like ruining christmas because he's just talking about how problematic christmas is and how it's like so capitalist and like it was it's all about this thing and they're just like oh my gosh literally like stop (laughs) we're trying to enjoy christmas and i feel like i can be that person sometimes because i just like to pick apart things but i even though i like to critically you know dive into these view it through a critical lens yeah Yeah. i still enjoy it that is part of what we are here to do yes Yes. Is to view these things through a critical lens and comment yeah. on them in a responsible way. I get scared. People are like, oh my gosh, here she goes on her soapbox no. about why this is problematic. But no, but I, I love this movie and it's, I will continue to watch it. 
It's helpful for people to hear, I think. Yeah. 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 If they've never heard somebody comment on that before, it's at mm-hmm. least food for thought and it's worth listening to. That's what I think. Yeah. That's true. If you listened, if if you were currently listening and after everything that you just said went, Ugh, then like, maybe you should reflect on why. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, that's, babe. Of course. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I, I just learned stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I would be really interested to know if the original George character yeah. from the 50s movie is yeah. has that same dynamic of like helping people mm-hmm. in that way. Because mm-hmm. if he doesn't, and now suddenly the Queen Lativa version has that, that then I yeah. think really like backs up yeah. your point. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it. I didn't, I didn't know that it was a reboot of a movie like a movie until i got these facts so yeah i'd be interested to see it and see what the differences are wow yeah but that's all the facts that i had <laughs> next that was yeah next level uh type of analysis <laughs> i just like remember that paper so vividly because i like got to, i like wrote about all my favorite movies and was like this is why these are yeah. bad <laughs> but i love them but they're they had maybe they're not the best materials that's funny i no, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no. I was about to, I was about to say I might have written an essay about the movie I assigned you at one point for a yeah. film class, but yeah. um I'm realizing no, I did not. <laughs> um I wrote essays about other movies that uh Jimmy Stewart's in, but mm. not not this one specifically. Gotcha. All right. Well, I guess we should get into it. Yeah. So, what did I assign you? Yes. So, hold on, let me pull my notes. Oh, those are your notes. It stresses me out when we have both our notes on here. Okay, so I was assigned It's a Wonderful Life, which which came out in 1946. I'm sorry, excuse me. I just burped. <laughs> um, I don't know the people who are in. I don't know oh, their names. Oh, it was directed by Frank Capra. It stars James Stewart, a.k.a. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. And then there's, like, other people who I guess were kind of a big deal back then. I just yeah. don't. I don't know a lot about like this old of movies. The golden age of cinema. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as up to speed um, yeah. with the golden age of cinema. Yeah. Um, except for like a lot of Jimmy Stewart movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give a rundown of what happens in this movie. So the movie kind of starts off with we hear a bunch of people talking. So it's it's starting off with. All these different characters are praying. We're not seeing them. We're just, like, hearing these prayers. And everyone's like, pray for George. Like, there's a little girl who's like, pray for my daddy. Like, I'm praying for my daddy. Something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. And, like... I honestly... I forgot about the prayers. Yeah, yeah. So everyone at the beginning of the movie, and this is, like, setting up for, like, what's about to come, everyone's kind of like, something's wrong with George. Something's wrong with George. Like, we need to pray for him. We need to help him. Um, And so... In response to these prayers, we get this visual of, like, the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a few galaxies. Yeah, it's quite interesting. And, like, these different galaxies are talking. They're communicating with one another. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote down in my notes, the universe is discussing who to send to help George. I'm assuming it's, like, I'm a, I wonder why they chose to, like, portray galaxies no when it's idea. like kind of like god it's, it sounds like it's, it's like, god. Be like god yeah. yeah um and they're like let's send clarence yeah. <laughs> and clarence is like oh i want to earn my wings 
so yeah, like send me, I'll do this job. I'll, I'll help George. And he's like, what am I working with? And they're like, well, let, let us give you the backstory on George so that you can be sent to help him. And that's kind of where we start our story. Um, and so we get a, a picture of George when he was a young boy. And we learned that when John, George was a young boy, he was playing with his little brother and some friends. Um, and they were kind of like sliding down this like frozen like pond or river or whatever. Um, and at one point, his little brother falls through. So George jumps in, saves his brother. He falls through the ice. Yeah, falls through the ice and he's like drowning. And so George jumps in, saves his little brother. Um, but due to that, he lost hearing in his left ear. Oh, yeah, from like an infection that he got. Yeah. 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 Um, and so cut to a little bit. We see still young boy George and he's working at a drugstore for this man, Mr. Gower. Mr. Gower. Gower. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Mr. Gower is kind of like being grumpy. Um, and we learn that his son had just died of influenza. Yeah. And he received a letter about that. And so he's grieving. Yeah. Um, Supposedly, it's supposed to actually be like the Spanish flu pandemic. Mm. Dang. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he's grieving. And as he's grieving, he's putting together like an order for a customer. And he wants little George to deliver it. But George happens to realize that he had accidentally put or he had put poison in the capsules, but he doesn't realize it was like accidentally done. And so he doesn't know what to do. And so he goes to his dad to try and tell his dad, like, what do I do? Like, these are poison and I'm supposed to deliver them to this like young kid who's sick. And I, it's poison. Like, I don't know what to do. But he doesn't like tell his dad. No, that. he doesn't he's, tell. He's trying to get his dad's he just attention. Wants to, yeah. Yeah. And his dad's busy doing business stuff. Um, well, it's important because his dad works at this building and loan uh, establishment, and yeah. this guy, Mr. Potter, is like trying to take him. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like Mr. Potter owns a lot of the things in the town. Is basically trying to take over the town. Yeah, and so his dad, George's dad, is like, "You can't take over my business." Like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Run along, George." Yeah. So he's not paying attention to George. So George goes back to the drugstore. Mr. Gower receives a call from the woman whose order it was, like, where are the pills? Like, my son is sick. And Mr. Gower's, like, yelling at George, like, what the heck? You were supposed to deliver those. They were due, like, an hour ago. And George kind of, like, breaks down and was like, I think you put poison. Like, he, like, hits George in his ear that he can't, like, really hear from. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, like, disobey. But you put, like, I think you put poison in this. And then that's when Mr. Gower's like, oh, my gosh, like, I did. Like, he, like, tasted it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Like, you saved this kid's life. Like, I could have gone to jail. He doesn't say this, but, you know, I'm assuming that's his thoughts. It's like, I could have gone to jail. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so George, like, saves another person. <laughs> so we see that George is a really great kid. Um, and so – cut to and he's older now he's in he's graduating high school even though this man is literally a 40 year old man <laughs> no, no no so at this point he'd actually already graduated high school oh. he's 21 and his brother harry is graduating oh, high school okay okay i got you got you but anyways he just gra he graduated high school he 
is super excited because he always wanted to be an adventurer. Like he always wanted to go out and travel and experience the world. Yeah. Um, he was talking about it even when he was a kid. Yeah. Like he had National Geographic magazine and he's yeah. all excited about all the things that the world has to offer. Yeah. He was talking when he was a little kid. He was talking about with this little girl. She'll come back later. Put a pin in that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so... He's always wanted to go on an adventure, and so now he's preparing to take a trip to Europe for a little bit, and then once he's done with that trip, go to college. Um, and then his goal after college is to basically become like an architect. Like, he wants to build things. Um, and so that's his plan, and he re- he's really excited about it, really stoked. Um, and yeah, so a, a little side note before I, like, continue on. <laughs> As we're like watching this like grown up George interact with people, I wrote down George is kind of weird, <laughs> but also like sweet. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I True. it was just yeah, I was like he's a, he's such a strange character, but I'm interested. Like I'm I'm invested on on how this goes. I honestly, another side note, I didn't. I've always heard about this movie. Mm-hmm. I know it's a super popular holiday movie, and I had such a like mental image as to what i thought this movie was gonna be this completely was not what i thought it was <laughs> no um so i was quite invested the whole movie because i was just like this is not at all what i thought this movie wasn't gonna be about um so anyways so george attends this like graduation dance it looks yeah like. yeah. yeah his brother's graduating graduation. and yeah. other people are graduating in the town and it's yeah. a very small town so yeah. he's at the celebration dance yeah. i guess yeah so he's at the celebration dance and he uh some one of the guys that goes to school is like hey my sister really wants to dance with you like have a dance with her mm-hmm. and he's like okay um and so he dances with her and she's like, did you not recognize me? Like, it's me, Mary. And he's and it, that's the little girl he was telling his plans to when they were children. And the little girl, when the, we see that clip, she was like, I will always like I'm going to I love you. Like, I'll always love you. I want to be she, with like, you. she whispers yeah. that in his ear that he, that he can't, can't hear, hear out of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's always had her eyes set on him. So now they're both older and she's like, it's me again. Hello. I'm, <laughs> I'm still here. At some point later, he's like, how old are you? And she's like, I'm 18. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Gross. Well, he's so, like, yeah, yeah. but just a year ago, you were 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, so, yeah. So after this dance, they kind of, they're walking. They're talking. You know, he's sharing, like, I'm going to go off and go to Europe and do all this and become a builder of things. And. All they, this stuff. They also fell into a swimming pool. Yeah. It's not... I have a fun fact about the swimming pool, which is why I'm inserting <laughs> like, the swimming pool into your description. <laughs> because what there's... In this gym that they're having this celebration dance at, mm-hmm. there is a pool underneath the gym. Mm-hmm. And at one point, the, like, the gym starts to open up. Yeah. And people like... George and Mary are dancing and everybody's like worried about them falling into the pool and they don't even notice that there's a pool to fall into and they're mm-hmm. like tearing it up on the dance floor <laughs> um, and then they end up falling into the pool and then everybody's like ha 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 and everybody jumps in the pool with them yeah um, yeah while we're here I was like you want to just go ahead and <laughs> yeah. share the fact while we're here um, so this swimming pool gym actually exists at Beverly Hills High School wow and at least until the year 2000 it was still in use wow yeah. what happened in 2000 well I, I bring up the year 2000 because the well the facts 
the fact that I read, um, this was on IMDb Trivia, which is my primary source. Um, <laughs> the it said that uh, it said that you know at the time of like whoever wrote that piece of trivia, like it is still in use, but you never you don't know you don't yeah. see the year that that was written. Yeah. But it referenced a movie that was released in two thousand that also used the same mm. gym slash swimming pool. Got you. Um, Got you. So yeah. Yeah. I thought that was like a really cool pool. I was like, they had those, they had that technology back then. Right. In <laughs> like, Beverly <what>? Hills. <laughs> like, wow. The movie does not take place in Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah. So despite this, te- there, there's a common theme of like, the town's not doing great. Yeah. But apparently they have such good public funding for the <laughs> education system that they have this pool gym. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so they, so George and Mary are like walking home after this dance and he's sharing his dreams and all that kind of stuff. She's just loving it. She's like, wow, yes, give it to me. Tell me all the things. Um, (laughs) I mean, that is how it goes, yes. Yeah. And um, he is, I forget, what is he, he's like looking at the moon or something like that. And he's, he tells her to like, like, let's make a wish. And so he makes his wish and she makes hers. And he's like, what's your wish? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you because then it won't come true. And he's like, just tell me the wish. Tell me the wish. Tell me the wish. She's like, nope, nope, nope. And and she's also wearing like a robe because they had been in the pool. And so she's all wet. And he's wearing these like giant pants that he's like holding up. Um, and I, Oh, go ahead. While we're on the topic of the moon, I think it is important to talk about how he's like, oh, you, what do you want? You want the moon? I'll, <laughs> I'll lasso around it yeah. and pull it down here for you. Um, yeah. And I mean, that does come back later. But um, I wanted to call attention to that just because that is like a famous part mm. of the movie. It's gotcha. a famous line, like mm. a romantic line. Um, you remember Bruce Almighty? Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a part where Jim Carrey like pulls yeah. the moon down uh, closer. Oh yeah. And, Bridget Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a reference. And that's in reference. Ah. Yeah. In reference to that. Wow. Yeah. Didn't even catch that. Uh, I mean, I don't think about Bruce Almighty like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. They like show the clip from this movie in uh, Bruce Almighty and then he does it. He does it. it. Got yeah. you. Cute. Um, yeah, so, like, at this point, I'm, like, George is a sweetheart. Like, he's so cute. He's so adorable. Um, but then, like, somehow her robe comes off, and she, like, runs into a, like, a bush. Um, and he's just holding it. He's, like, oh, I got your robe. Maybe I won't give it back. This is a very precarious situation. (laughs) Yeah, and she's, like, give me my robe. And he's, like, "Mm." I don't know. I don't think I want to. All I can say to that <laughs> is it was a different time. They did not have this yeah. type of the exposure that we have to just like basic sexuality <laughs> now. Yeah. They was virtually comp- just absolutely non-existent <laughs> then. Yeah. Other than like what your mother told you, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, That's yeah. The only excuse I can give for <laughs> behavior. Yeah. At that moment, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> there goes my. No. I mean, he's still a nice person. Um, that was just a weird moment. But anyway, while he's doing this, while he's holding her robe captive and she's in a bush, um, 
I don't I think it's the like taxi driver or police officer that comes by and he's yeah. like oh George I like you need to come home ASAP your dad just had a stroke yeah and so he's like oh my gosh like throws the robe and hops in the car to go to his dad and when you say throws the robe you mean at the bush he gives so, it back yeah. to her <laughs> but yeah. he really just sets it down on the bush and just takes off and then she's like looking through the bush like there he goes so, yeah. with the robe on <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I feel like that's good to clarify. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. So, George's dad has a stroke and passes away, sadly. Yeah. And so, for like... Months. Um, yeah, for a few months, uh, George is still at still in the town. The town's called Bedford, by the way. Bedford, Bedford Falls. Falls. Yeah. Um, so, George is still in Bedford Falls, and he had to kind of give up his Europe trip to handle his dad's like business, because his dad owned the... Um, banking and the bu- building and loan building and loan building and loan um and so he's kind of trying to like tie up loose ends with that but he doesn't plan on staying he still wants to he still plans to go to college um however because his dad passed away this evil businessman mr potter is like i can take over and people don't want that because mr potter is gonna like ruin the yeah ru- yeah ruin everything and so they're asking George, they're like, okay, if you don't want Mr. Potter to take over, that means you need to step into, like, the role of, like, the CEO of the company yeah. or whatever. Yeah, well, they were, they were like, they they agreed to vote out uh, Mr. Potter, but only if you stay, George. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, I don't want to, like, I want to go off to college. I, like, I had plans to leave. And they're like, well, otherwise the business is going to, like, go down the drain and, like, people are going to be screwed over by Mr. Potter because he sucks. Yeah. And so he's like, fine, I'll do, I'll stay in this role until Harry comes back. Because Harry, where's he? Oh. Harry's, Harry. Harry's off in college, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. because, like, the plan was that, like, George's family doesn't, they're the Baileys. Um, mm-hmm. They they don't have a lot of money, so they didn't have a lot saved for him to go to college. But the plan was like he was gonna you know give up four years, wait for uh, Harry to graduate high school, and then Harry was gonna take over George's position, mm-hmm. and then George was gonna go to school, mm-hmm. and then after four years, Harry was then gonna go, gonna to, go school. to school. Yeah. Um, but his dad passes away yeah and so george who had you know stayed those four years was like ready to go to school and now harry was gonna like take over his position at helping out at the building and loan now because george was in a position to help sort things out because his dad passed away now they're like well we want you to stay yeah so then harry ends up going to school after high school yeah and george is all like well, all my friends have gone to school. Yeah. That's my, this that's my Jimmy Stewart impression. I mean, For those good. that have seen a lot of Jimmy Stewart movies, yeah. they're like, hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. So now he's like, okay, I guess I'm staying for a little bit longer until my brother Harry comes back from school um, and then can take over for me. Um, and, and that was like the agreement. Yeah. Yeah. And so... He stays, um, and some time passes, and Harry comes back. So Harry's back. He's got a fiance or a wife. No, he got a, he has a whole wife. He's got now. a whole wife. Yeah, he's got a whole wife now. And his there, George is meeting his wife for the first time, and is like talking to her. And she's like, "Yeah, 
I, like, I love Harry. My dad loves Harry. He even offered him a job. And George is like, hold the phone. A <laughs> <laughs> job, you say? He's like, what is this about a job? Yeah. And Harry's like, well, I haven't taken it yet. Like, I haven't said anything about it yet. But it's very clear Harry's going to take this job. Yeah. Um, at, at this point, George is like 26. Yeah. Yeah. Still hasn't gotten to go to school. Yeah. He's trapped in Bedford Falls. Yeah. <laughs> and that's been the theme of our holiday, holiday movies. Um, and so, yeah. And so, hold on. I'm trying to remember my notes. So, yeah. So, he's he's stuck still in Bedford Falls, which is making him, like, grumpy. Like, he's, like, bitter. And he's, like, I don't – I never wanted to be here. I wanted to go and I wanted to explore and I wanted to go to college. And I'm stuck here trying to keep this business alive that Mr. Potter at every turn is trying to, like, take, take over. Yeah. yeah. But you know who else is back in Bedford Falls? That's what I'm getting to. Oh. So, yeah. Let me get there. I know. I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to hype it up. <laughs> so, at some point, he's chatting with his mama. And mama's like, you know what? I hear Mary's back from college. She's back in Bedford Falls. Ooh. You should go talk to her. But because he's all bitter, because he's been stuck here, he's like, whatever. Like, I don't... He's like, well, Sam yeah. Wainwright is <laughs> yeah. over the moon about her. Yeah. And her he's mom's like, like, well, she doesn't like him. Yeah. He's like, she's got a man. Why do I need to talk to her? And basically, his mom's like, just go do it. Just go chat. So Mary invites him over. And he's literally being the worst to her. Like, he's being so rude. He, like, come. He's like, I guess I'll come in. And then he comes in, and he's like, I don't want to be here. Like, I want to go. And she's like, she, like, tried to really, like. Woo him. Yeah, woo him. Like, she, like, had, I guess she drew it. Like, she drew him lassoing the moon. Mm -hmm. She put on this, like, song that they were singing when they had left that dance a while back. And she's like really smitten by him and he's just being so rude and it's like hurting her feelings and so like sam sam this the guy who loves her sam wayne right yeah he's he's living in new york um and he calls and like mary's mom is like get like get forget about this george dude like talk to like talk to sam sam's calling he's calling yeah Yeah. like pick up the phone and so she's like you know what i'm gonna try and make george jealous so she picks up the phone and she's like, oh, hi, Sam. Like, <laughs> what's up? I'm doing great. George what's is up? Kind of, George is I'm here. Sure that's exactly what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's exactly what she said. She's like, George is here. And um, he's like, George, let me talk to George. I haven't talked to George in a while. And so. George. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, she's like, oh, George, like, come talk to Sam. He wants to talk to you. And George is like, Ugh, I guess I'll come back in and talk to Sam. So Sam's, like, pitching both of them this, like, business venture. In plastics. In plastics. And he's like, remember a while ago when we talked about plastics and something, something, something? I don't remember. Something about, like, Brazil yeah. And, like, yeah. and plastics? Yeah. He's like, well, we're bringing them here. Yeah. He's like, my dad is going to invest in this thing and we're going to create this plastic company or whatever. Um and you can come out to New York or whatever, whatever, whatever. And yeah. George is like, why don't you bring it here to Bedford? Um, because George can't leave. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. trapped. <laughs> so he's like, why don't you bring it here to Bedford? And Sam's like, that's a great idea. I'll I'll chat with my dad and see about that. Um, and so they kind of like in that conversation. And in typical old school movie fashion, 
George like grabs Mary and shakes her and yells in her face and is mean and then just kisses her. <laughs> well, he's upset. Well, yes, that yeah. well, doesn't give you a right to shake a woman. No, no, of course and then not. Kiss her. Of course not. But uh, uh, dissecting the scene, um, why is he shaking her? He so he's he is upset because. Sam is pitching him this whole idea, and it's like, no matter what he does, he can't get out of this town. Mm -hmm. And he has these dreams that he wants to pursue. Yeah. He likes this girl. Yeah. She's got Sam. Yeah. Sam wants him to, like, you know, stay in Bedford Falls with the plastics. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, no matter what I do, I can't get out of this place. I can't pursue my dreams. And yeah. the whole movie, all he's ever talking about is his dreams. And he's yeah. like, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. And that's when he's like professing this to Mary. And that's when he like kisses her. Because he's like, I want to kiss Mary because I love Mary. Toxic. And <laughs> Mary's least. like, oh. Yes, George. Yeah. But like she's like scared of she's, him, but she's also She's like scared, but then but yeah. she's she's pretty stoked. <laughs> I literally the thing I hate the most are scenes where men literally scare the heck out of a woman and then kiss them and thinks it's and it's just all resolved. So just... apparently uh for this scene, uh Jimmy Stewart was a little nervous about yeah. filming it. Yeah. Because it was his first on-screen kiss after World War II. Oh, I was like, ever? No. <laughs> it was his first on-screen kiss after yeah. returning from the war. Wow. Returning from the war. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess he was nervous about it. And um, the, like, they did it in one take. Mm -hmm. And it was, I, like... Apparently, it was, like, so um, impassioned that, like, they had to cut part of it for the censors. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They were like, woo. <laughs> a little much. <laughs> he went a little too far there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a fact I had. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was in there, so I thought I'd say yeah. yeah. Anyway, despite the toxicity... They get married <laughs> and we're happy for them. Yes. Right? Because they're like sweethearts from back in the day. Um had like what, twelve years? Yeah. So they get married. Yeah. They get married and they have two thousand dollars to go on the honeymoon of their dreams. And they're like Oh yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. My bad. I'll, I'll slow your roll. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let me explain. Yeah, the movie. we are not ten years ahead yet. We no. are. Yes. They get married. Yes. Go on. So they get this married. Is a very pivotal scene. It is. <laughs> Let me handle it. <laughs> All right. So they get two thousand dollars to go on the honeymoon of their dreams, and they're like, "We're getting out of here." He's like, "I get to travel somewhere. I'm with my honey, and we're gonna go." So they hop in the car. They're all excited, and everyone's at the. Uh, building and loan and everyone's running there and then so they're like what's going on mary's like let's just go let's just go and he's like no like what the heck is going on why are they all going there so he runs over to building and loan and the doors are closed and so he unlocks the doors closes it closes it back up um and goes to his uncle who's in the building and his uncle's like oh this is so bad this is so bad like we don't 
what is it? like they, they don't, don't have, have any, any money. yeah they don't have any money um and mr Potter, Potter is like trying to it's trying to take over because we don't have any money and like yeah. all these folks are they want their money they want their yeah and they're, they and like they're found to, out that like none of their money that they have here yeah is okay they don't explicitly say this in the movie but this is representative of like the stock market crash yeah. it's like the great depression yeah like yeah. What, the, what 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 like triggers the great depression yeah. yeah 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 and so they're like the people are like run, they run in and they're like Give me my money. Like, I had this amount of money here. Like, well, I want it. we don't have any of your money. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're in a pickle. And Mary comes in. And, oh, so, sorry. He's telling them. He's like, look, please don't take your money. Like, please don't try and take your money out. Please just hang in there with us. We don't want Mr. Potter to come and take over. Like, I promise you, if he takes over, it's going to be really bad news for all of you all. Like, so-and-so bought a house for Mr. Potter, and, like, it's a piece of crap, and they are paying so much for it. Like, just trust just trust us. Just stay with us. Yep. And so Mary comes in and has that $2,000 that was for their honeymoon, and it's like, we have money right here. And so George is like, yes, I have money. Okay, how much does each person want? And it, like... And, they're like, well, you owe me 200 something bucks. And he's like, whoa, there's too many of you all. Like, what can you just get by on right now? Like, yeah, it's like until the bank reopens, yeah. what can you survive on right now? Yeah. And they're like, whoa. Like 20 bucks. 20, I guess $20. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what he does. He uses their honeymoon money to give to them, which means To support still, the people of the town. Yeah, which means he's still stuck in Bedford Falls. Yep, he, he didn't get to even go yeah. on his honeymoon. Doesn't even get to go on his trip. Um, and so Mary, um, decides there was this like old broken down house, which is what they, oh, that's why they made the wish back in the day. He was like, you throw a rock at a window at this broken down house and, and you make, make a, a wish. wish. And so Mary wanted, loved, she loved this house and she was explaining to him back then like, oh, this house is like so romantic. Like it looks really bad right now, but like it's the home of a bunch of romance and I really love it. And like one of these days I want to live there. And so Mary and George obtain this house. They get this house and Mary's like dedicated to fixing it up. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, yeah. So basically at some point, um, the the building and loan is not doing well. And so Mr. Potter. This is like far into the future yeah, now. Yeah. This is like, I want to say, I want to say his character is like 38 now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think like the building alone is just like never doing well. <laughs> like it's always, it's always running into struggles. Right. But people, people can afford stay. to live. Yeah. Yeah. And live comfortable. Yeah. In Bedford Falls. Yeah. And so Mr. Potter is still trying to take over. And so one of the schemes that he comes up with is to offer George a job. And he's basically, he brings George in. He's like, look, let me, like, I like why don't you work for me? I'll pay you a salary of $20,000, which sounds like nothing to us, but is a lot back then. Yeah, I actually have the uh, the, the inflation figure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about $372,000. Wow. So uh, it was, it was yeah, for inflation. Money. So yeah, that was like money, 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 money. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'll offer you $2,000. You come work. 20000 Sorry, $20,000. You come work for me. And he's like, oh, $20,000? I'm like, 
let me let me think on it like can I let you know in 24 hours and Mr. Potter's like yeah yeah take your time think on it um and just let me know like talk with the wife about it and then like George has this like epiphany and like re- kind of realizes like what Mr. Potter's trying to do and he's like well what's gonna happen with the building and loan and Mr. Potter's like oh don't worry about that like you know like like you know obviously he would take it over and so George is like absolutely not like I see what you try to do there I'm not giving up this business that my dad worked hard for I'm keeping it forget your money so we kind of like see life go on like Mary has three babies um George is still stuck in Bedford. Um, the oh. war happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got ahead of myself again. <laughs> um, yeah, the war happens, and, like, George cannot participate in the war because of his ear, because yeah. he um, is hard of hearing in his ear. So he's, like, even with war, he's, like, still he stuck like, stay in home at, at the building and loan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and after the war, then he's 38. <laughs> You messing up my timeline. Yeah, I know. And I actually took He's pretty good notes this time. He's his final age of the movie. <laughs> At that point. Gosh. Um, I'm like, I'm burning up. Okay. I'm going to try and get through the rest of this quickly because I'm not feeling very well. All right. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, the war happens. All that good stuff. Oh, not good stuff. Bad stuff. Yeah. No, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking Sorry, about? That's just a phrase I say when I'm moving on. Uh, uh, yes. All of that all bad that, stuff. All that stuff happens. Yes. So at some so now after the war we're at the building and loan they're doing business as usual and the uncle who works there needs to deposit $8000. He has it in an envelope, he's at the bank and at the same time that he's running to the bank um the what is it what does he call it the bank checker person? The, oh, the bank Ooh. I don't remember the phrase. I don't remember the name of that. It's like an audit. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're auditing the bank, basically. Yeah, the bank auditor. Yeah. And so um, the bank auditor comes and uh, George is just like talking to him and is like, yeah, like, let me show you, you know, everything you need to see, yada, yada, yada. Well, while the uncle is at the bank, um, he is about to do this deposit and he's like writing his deposit slip and he sees Mr. Potter and Mr. Potter's reading a newspaper and on that newspaper Harry George's brother um had won the medal of honor for participating in the war his acts of service yeah. in the war yeah and so did something incredible I guess yeah and he's about to and he's about to come back to town and they're really pumped about this celebration they're about to have um and so the uncle's like trying to like rub it in Mr. Potter's face and is like look like the the Baileys are amazing like look at what they've done look at what Harry's done like you think you're gonna get over on us and you're not and all this stuff and while he does that he accidentally like folds the envelope of the eight thousand dollars in the newspaper and hands it back to mr potter and so he goes up to do his deposit and the banker bank teller is like okay where's the actual deposit and he's like what are you talking about and he's like i handed it to you he's like no you didn't and he's like oh no looks in his pocket it's not in his pocket and he's like oh my gosh so he's like walking around the bank he's like what did i do with the money He's trying to retrace the steps, so he leaves the bank, not even thinking, like, about his interaction with Mr. Potter. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Mr. Potter goes into his office, opens up the newspaper, and is like, oh, snap, there's 8,000 bucks here. I got my 8,000 bucks. Yeah, and he's like... Looks like like Mr. Uncle Man is like... (laughs) Mr. Uncle Man. (laughs) Is like, where's my money? And he's like, I'm not going to give him that money. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm keeping this, like... 
I'm trying to take over their business anyway. If they lose $8,000, then they can go to jail because they've lost people's money. Yeah. So it's a win-win for him. So the uncle comes back to building a loan and he's like, we got a real bad problem. I can't find this $8,000. George is like, oh my freaking gosh, like this is not what we need. Like, what do you mean you can't find it? We need to retrace all your steps. He's trying to go with the uncle to figure out where it is. They cannot find it anywhere. And so at this point, George is like, I'm done. I'm over it. Yeah. Like, I could, one, I could go to jail for this. Yeah. He's like, somebody's going to go to jail and it's not going to be me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> I can't get out of this stupid town. This business is literally driving me nuts. Mr. Potter's driving me nuts. Now the uncle has lost his $8,000. I'm about to go to jail. And sorry, I think I said that twice. But he goes home mm-hmm. and he's just a t- terror to the family (laughs) so he's just like being rude to all of his kids his daughter's playing piano and he's like literally shut up um his other kid keeps asking how to spell stuff and he's like stop asking me how to spell things like stop the other kid's just vacuuming annoyingly he's like i burped (laughs) (laughs) and he's like what are you doing and he's and mary's like why are you terrorizing the kids and mary tells him that their other daughter Sorry, they have four kids. Tells that the, tells him that the other daughter Zuzu is sick, and so um, he's like, "Why is she sick?" And it's like she wasn't wearing her coat or something outside or whatever. So the teacher calls the house to like check in with Mary, like, "Oh, how's she feeling? Like, I know she's sick." And he gets on the phone and he goes off on this teacher. He's like, "What kind of idiot lets a child go out without her coat? Like, this is your fault. You're stupid. You're the worst teacher ever." Obviously, she's really upset. Her husband gets on the phone and is like, how dare you talk to my wife like that? And George is like, well, let me give her a piece of my mind. And it's just chaos. Mary is like, what is going on? What is wrong with you? Yep. So this moment here is why people start praying for George. This The family, those voices we heard at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. it's the, his children. People are worried yeah, about George. It, yeah, they're very worried because that it's not like him. He's so angry. And so upset, and he kind of he storms off and goes to a bar. Um, and while he's at, the, he has drinks at the bar, obviously. So he's getting a little at martinis. Yeah, he's getting a little tipsy. And uh, Mr. Welch, which is the husband of the teacher he was on the phone with, comes in and decks him right in the face. Yeah, Mr. Welch <laughs> just like happened to be there. And yeah. he's like, "Well, who's George?" He's like Bailey. George, which Bailey? He's like, George Bailey. And he's like, boom. Yeah, just punches him. He's like, my wife cried for an hour. <laughs> Poor man. <laughs> Poor yeah. woman. Um, so, yeah. So, at this point, he's about to go to jail. He's just been decked in the face. Can't get out of the town. He's just like, screw everything. And so, he drives his car, gets into an accident. Again, he's a bit tipsy. He's had some alcohol. Gets, and, like, and this dude yells, the dude whose tree it was that he hit, he comes out and yells at him. He's like, my great-grandfather <laughs> buried that tree. Like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. Um, yells at him. And so George walks over to a bridge. Trigger warning. He's kind of, he's thinking about jumping off the bridge because he's just like, what is life? Like, it's too much. And all of a sudden... A man falls into the, into the river. It's just like spontaneous. And you're like, what was that? 
And the man's like, help, help, I'm drowning, help. So George dives in, just like he did for his brother a while back. Dives in, helps the man, saves him. And they, uh, I, I think someone had witnessed that happen and lets, lets George and this man come back into like his cool house. Off. Yeah, or warm up, I guess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. And the man is like, I'm Clarence. And I jumped into the water to save you. And George is like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, I saved you. He's like, nope, I saved you. I'm your guardian angel. And um, what's this? Sorry, I just like my Clarence? brain blanked. George. George. <laughs> um, George is like, like, what? Like, what are you talking? Like, yeah. he's just like so. George like, is in disbelief. Yeah, he, he's just like, no, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't happen. That doesn't exist. Um, And George is still very distraught. And he's like. Like things would be better if I didn't exist. Like all this bad stuff keeps happening. I can't get out of town. Like none of this would be the case if I just was never born. And Clarence, you know, he's trying to earn his angel wings, and he's like, "How do I help this man? How do I like get him to see how great he is?" Um, and so he's like, "Oh, you wish you'd never been born. Well, let me show you life. What life would be like if you had never been born?" So he does his little like boom magic, and. So yeah, so George leaves, leaves the little house that they're in, and Clarence follows, um, and his car's not there. He's like, where the heck is my car? And so the guy, the, the guy whose tree it was that he yelled at him before, um, George is like, where's my car? Like, I hit your tree. And the dude's like, I don't know who you are. Like, what are you talking about? You didn't hit my tree. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and he's like, yeah, I did. And this guy tells him that they live in Pottersville. And he's like, no, this is Bedford Falls. And the dude's like, I know where I live. This is called Pottersville. Mm-hmm. And so George is like, what is going on? He's like, well, let me go back to the bar. Back to, what was it called? Martinis. Martinis. He's like, let me go back to Martinis. Martinis is now called Nick's. And he goes into the bar and he's talking to the bartender, Nick. And he's like, I need to talk to Martini. And Nick is like, what are you talking about? Like, who, what? Yeah. And he's like, why do you keep calling me Nick? Like, I don't know you. You're just random man. Like, why are you talking to me? And George is like, what is going on? Why aren't people like, why are people acting like why this? Why is everything different? Yes. And Clarence is like, because you you weren't born. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, not, he's it's like, not getting no, through his head. no, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. And so he's not getting it through his head. Um, And so to kind of speed things along, George goes through the town. The town is completely different. Now it's a bunch of bars and nightclubs. Um people are just like the people that he was really close to like all seem to be in a worse place like there's a friend of his named violet and she's like getting kicked out of a bar for some reason i don't remember why she was getting kicked out mr gower walks into i guess mr gower is like homeless and he walks into nick's yeah and they like throw him out and they're like he poisoned a kid 20 years ago yeah he was in jail for the past 20 years like we don't want him here and he's like what the heck um he Tries to look for his wife, Mary. Mary is like a librarian and he scares the heck out of her. And she's like, this man keeps following me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why. So mm-hmm. everyone's just like doing significantly worse. Yeah. Um, Everything is wrong. Yeah. And he's starting to see like the impact he's had on everybody by being alive. Um, and and how, keeping like, this building and loan open. Exactly. Like he's actually helped so many people and he's been doing really good work. And so he comes to that realization. Um, Clarence is like, all done. <laughs> like, you finally see. Um, and he, like, brings it back to 
reality back to like, you know, what it was before. And so George is like ecstatic. He's like, yeah, I'm back. And like people remember me and like I got to go find my wife and kids. I don't care if I go to jail. I'm just happy that I like have lived this great life and I've had this impact on people. Yeah. And it wasn't all for nothing. And like, He's I thought like, it, yeah, I thought it was a bad life, but it's actually a wonderful life. Yeah. And that's the name of the movie. Yes. He's like running down the street and he's like, Bedford Falls. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, building and loan building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um, at his house waiting are the bank auditor and the police because they now have to arrest him because he's lost $8,000. That is people's money. Um, and Mary runs in and she's like, I've been looking for you everywhere. Hold on. Like, don't move. I, I have people are coming. People are coming. And he's just like, what? And so she brings in all the people from the town and they all pitch in the money that they have to give the bank money because yeah. they had lost $8,000. And so like with this money, he's now, they say he's like the richest man in the town and it like saves the business. He doesn't have to go to jail. Um, it and saves the town. Yeah, it saves the whole town. And of course, at the end, the little girl. So there's a, a saying that Clarence says. It's like when you every time you hear a ding, an angel's getting its wings. And so he's like holding his little daughter Zuzu, and a bell rings. I th- it was like on their Christmas tree or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. And it's like, woo, that's the end of the movie. Well, and he's like, oh yes, <laughs> that's true. Our angel does get its wings. Yeah. Yeah. So. All is well. It's a happy holiday. He's yeah. not ang- an angry, bitter man anymore. And it's, yeah, everybody, the whole town, he, I mean, it's, it's very heartwarming. Yeah. He, like, cause he realizes how much he has done for these people and how badly these people need him. Yeah. And then he becomes, like, really thankful for everything. Mm-hmm. And then because he spent all his time helping the town and helping them, at the end when he needs help they're all they are all him. there to help him yeah 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 i loved this movie i thought it was great and it was so much fun it was so like i said it was so different from what i thought it was i thought it was gonna be this like super cheesy like i thought it was about children like i thought it was about the children and mm. i thought it was just like cheesy children's like like a mary poppins kind of deal like uh. you know i thought it was like something like that and that was not at all what this was. <laughs> and so it really surprised me. And I really enjoyed it and had a good time and thought it was really cute. And I loved a little in message of like, oh, everyone's there to help him, support him. Yeah. I still wish he was able to leave Bedford Falls. Like I want him to, I want like yeah. a cut too. And he goes on vacation with his wife or something. Sure. <laughs> but but yeah. the whole, the whole point of the movie is like, despite him not having yeah. gotten to go and like live his dreams, he ultimately has lived a very wonderful yeah. life. Yeah. And helped other people live wonderful lives Definitely. as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the movie. I feel like I'm like on the verge of passing out. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I'm so delirious right now. Sorry, honey. But that's no, okay. Go I, ahead. I got fun facts. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Despite, you know, the, the climax of the movie takes place during, like, winter time. Yeah. Around the holidays. So, the effects department actually won an award for the development of a new, quieter type of film snow wow. for this movie. Traditionally, the type of, like, snow that people used was, like, 
loud, I guess. <laughs> like, it was like pebbles. I don't know what it was made out of, <laughs> but it was like it was loud, and they would have had to dub over everybody's uh, dialogue yeah. if they had used that snow. Yeah, and they were like, they don't want to do that. So the effects department developed this like new, lighter, quieter snow oh. um, trademark, um, and they won an award for that. Nice. Um, we needed that quiet snow. All right. And now we still use Quiet Snow. Yeah. Um, this was ranked as the number one most inspirational movie of all time by the American Film Institute in 2006. Wow. Yeah. Um, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's 2006, but like, yeah, this is a very inspiring movie. I've only seen it twice, and it's like, it's a tearjerker. Like inspiring um, in the sense of like being grateful. Yeah, it's like yeah, being being grateful. Like every time you watch it, from every time I've watched it, I've been like, yeah, life is great. And mm-hmm. like, there's this whole like thing at the end where like Clarence gives him a letter, and it's like, no, nobody's a failure who in life who has friends. Mm. Um, and so, like, yeah, it's just this I don't know, really heartwarming message. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I, before watching it the first time, mm-hmm. thought, like, the whole movie was going to be spent on, like, the, this is how people are suffering without mm-hmm. you being there, mm-hmm. but it's, like, it, that's really just kind of, like, a 10-minute thing at yeah. the very end, Yeah, and the whole movie is spent kind of showing you yeah. why he's so special, mm-hmm. or, like, all the things that he has done and sacrificed in his life, mm-hmm. and then in the last, like, 10 minutes just kind of, like, gives it to you, like, this is what would happen if he hadn't done all of that, mm-hmm. and it's like, dang, that sucks, <laughs> and so when he comes back and he realizes, like, he does not want to jump off the bridge, and he's, like, grateful for his life, that's, like, yeah, dang, oh, mm-hmm. like, he's so happy. Mm-hmm. So that is like that's and and the people that he spent all his time helping now want to help him and it's like yeah. oh I feel like it really packs a punch that it is a holiday movie yeah because like I think had I watched this any other time of the year like yes it's like I I, I totally see the message and I love that but I think with it being when you watch it at the end of the year it gives you a moment to reflect on your year yeah. and be like. Okay, I know all these things happened this year, whether they were good or bad, and I'm just happy to be here, and I'm happy to have been able to live this year yeah. and start a new year. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And also, keep in mind, this came out in 1946. Yeah. So, like, we've already discussed the influence that this movie has had, like, mm-hmm. even just in that Bruce Almighty made a reference to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, this movie does have, like huge amounts of influence in just like holiday movies and being grateful for your life movies yeah um and uh, let's see what else i was gonna say um shoot oh no um there's like a reference oh i feel like trapped in paradise (laughs) like was very strongly inspired by this movie. Really? Well, because like, so we watched Trapped in Paradise a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That movie is all about like Nicolas Cage and his brothers get mm-hmm. to this town of paradise mm. and it mm. looks very much like Bedford Falls oh, and yeah. they like, they rob the bank and now that the bank is robbed, like oh. they're all gonna, like it's gonna ruin the town. Yeah, I go what you mean. And yeah. like, but then 
Nicolas Cage and his brothers can't manage to get out of paradise. Yeah. Like they can't make off with the money. Yeah. They're stuck there and it's the holidays. Yeah. That is very much like a reconstruction of this movie. Exactly. A reconstruction for comedy where it's like, what if they just got robbed? (laughs) (laughs) And we focus the movie on those people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally. Um, So there's that. Uh, let's see. So some, uh, interesting facts about this movie. Um, so yeah, Jimmy Stewart was 38 when this movie came out. Um, so at one point he's playing a 21 year old. (laughs) And I was like, this man is super not (laughs) convincing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but by the end of the movie, he is, his character, I believe Mm. is supposed to be 38. Um, I feel like people back in the day seemed much older at a younger age than like us. Yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like we were, like, baby. I feel like we're still babies. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, you're like an 18-year-old now, and you're, like, you're 13. Well, I don't know. I feel like it's just our generation, because I feel like the generation now, they, like, look older than they are. Mm. Not, like, not behavior-wise, I don't feel that, but, like, the way that they, like, visibly look. Wait, I think so people are... Like, 18-year-olds now look older or younger than they did back then what is, I no what's your, so okay what's so your stance? I'm I'm separating the generations so okay. you have like back then yeah you have us who are like millennials yeah and then you have like your gen z yeah right to me like way back in the day they to me they felt like the like, they were like older than what their age was like they felt like adults when they were like 16 right and just like the way that I like view them right um i feel like we are like in our 20s, 30s, but still feel like we're like 18 in like the way yeah. that we present. And yeah, then yeah. this Gen Z, I don't know if it's like because of like trends, makeup, things like that, the way that they're like dressing, like think about middle school, how we were in middle school versus how they are in middle school. Right. They're like teenagers in middle school. We were like wearing Air Postal Bermuda shorts <laughs> <laughs> and like that's where we the just fashion like, is. yeah we were just like we were such babies yeah it feels so different well it's like okay back when this movie came out it's a wonderful life yeah everybody was just wearing suits yeah everywhere you go things were like still super formal so it was like and people were having suits. families at a really young age yes people were having families at a really young age baby boomer yeah. generation post-world war Two. yeah um yeah yeah and now it's like we've got a whole generation that just like has been online all the time uh-huh. but also like i guess fashion has caught up with like i don't know a good place <laughs> yeah they're very trendy yeah um yeah. so now like i feel like yeah i mean the youth today that's this is where we are <laughs> um the youth today are like maturing faster in the uh, I guess like type of content that they consume yeah then they probably should be yeah but if you show me an 18 year old yeah today yeah I feel like they look way younger mm. than if you pull up like a Us black and white photo oh. of <laughs> like you know yeah somebody like I've seen a picture of my dad when he was 18 yeah and maybe I'm just biased because he's my dad and I know what he looks like <laughs> old er now um older yeah (laughs) 
But I look at that picture of him then, and I'm like, that is like a 30 year old man, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But he's like got the suit on, yeah. and it's like in black and white. So maybe that like plays, yeah. you know? But it's like, weird. Like, I, yeah, I feel the same. Like, my parents, it's like they seemed so much older when they were like in high school. Like, he showed me a picture of them in high school, and I'd be like, oh, right. that's like you in college. I'd be like, no, that's me in high school. Right. And I'm like, whoa. But like, yeah. even I'm 29 now. If yeah. I look at today's 22 year olds, yeah. I'm like, oh, I feel like I was so much older than that when I was 22, but I think yeah. probably not. <laughs> I've, re- I've recently reflected on what I was like when I was 22, and I'm like, you know what? I really just kidding. <laughs> I really was nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels. I think especially especially those like middle school years. Like, yeah, I love those memes. That's like me when I'm in middle school versus like the middle schoolers now. And you're just like, dang. Like, I think we just happened to live through some of like the peak yeah cringe years of just yeah. like general before, like, style yeah before like when we were in middle school yeah yeah and you're right i mean it, like internet and things like that having access to like social media and things like that yeah. it has like such a big influence because we didn't really have that during those years and so we're just yeah winging it but <laughs> you go back to the jimmy stewart times <laughs> and it's like suits yeah and everybody just inherently looks well put together yeah at I wanna, a younger age yeah is it just like what's up with that <laughs> is it the less variety of that's clothing what, that's what i'm thinking i'm like you is know? it just like because nowadays like fashion is like inspired globally like you know like yeah. we like look at paris fashion week that's going to influence what we wear in like america or whatever you know like yeah. like there's just we have such an expansive like such expansive resources to like pull inspiration from versus back then where I think you like it was like what's practical what's affordable and what's like the cultural norm yeah well society is really like globalized in the last hundred years yeah and uh, um yeah I mean as things have progressed the culture has grown less conservative yeah about just like things in general that's true and you know like you compare today to then it's like yes they're comparatively very conservative yeah about like like sexuality like we talked about earlier yeah. um and it's like yeah you're going to your graduation like you got your three-piece suit with yeah. like a coat yeah. on top of that you know yeah um it's like i don't see anybody wearing coats like that these days anymore yeah um, Some people do, and then you're like, yeah. they're an old soul. You're right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So. Wild. Boy, what was the original point? Um, I don't know. I was talking about age. Yeah. No. He's, oh, I, I mean, he plays. He's, yeah. He plays a 21 year old as a 38 year old. Yeah. Which you know what would never happen today. Um, <laughs> but like, well, but like Andrew depends. Garfield played like a 17 18 year old spider-man when he was 28 years old i was just gonna say but 38 to 21 yeah that's a little that's a little rough it's like when um remember when that like whole thing about dear evan hansen came out and everyone was like why is he playing like a high schooler i think i don't know but i mean he played like in i feel like he played a high schooler in the politician and it looked really white great um but Another person, I feel like Spider-Man, they do this all the time. They always have someone older playing a character. Like in yeah. um, the Tom Holland one, the like black girl that he, what's her name? Laura, Laura. I don't something remember with her H. name, but I know exactly who you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, like she was like 
almost in her 30s playing, yeah. you know, a 17-year-old. Granted, yeah. black don't crack. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we forever look young. Fair enough. No, but yeah, so. I feel like it happens sometimes. Yeah. It just depends. What What happens? Like older oh, people like older playing people younger being, characters. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... Like successfully most, playing younger characters. Yeah, fair enough. I would say Jimmy Stewart as a 38-year-old man playing a 21-year-old. Maybe not, not successful. so successful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was not successful. Especially, we watched this... The version of the movie that we watched was in color. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, this was originally filmed in black and white, but then it was, like, I guess remastered in yeah. color in, like, 2007. Yeah. Um, and that's the version that we watched. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we watched it in black and white, maybe, just maybe. I'm not convinced. It would, I mean... <laughs> Because they freeze frame on him. The first yeah. time we see Jimmy Stewart in this movie, it's like, remember that face? They freeze frame on him. And they're like, remember that face? And he's supposed to be 21 here. And I remember looking at that face and being like, he's got wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he's, he's lived life. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he his little laugh lines. some things at the age of 21. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, funny. So. What is that? I don't know. Is, is it raining? Oh, it must be raining, yeah. Um, anyway, some other fun facts that I had. And I think this is kind of... Uh, this is this is a fun thing to point out. Um, so this movie was nominated mm-hmm. at the Oscars. It didn't win mm-hmm. anything. But it was nominated for Best Picture, mm-hmm. Best Director, Best Actor in a Leading Role, Jimmy Stewart, Best Sound, mm-hmm. and what I think is kind of interesting, Best Editing. Because... <laughs> There are a few parts in this movie where, I mean, there is like some good editing. Like there's a, there is a part where, um, Clarence disappears, like straight up just disappears while somebody's like pinning him down and that cut fantastic. Yeah. But there are at least like two (laughs) different parts in the movie where it's like they're mid conversation in one shot and then the shot just like changes. changes yeah but it's like not a different angle it's maybe like, like a, a camera that was like next to that <laughs> camera um so it's like it's, yeah it's so strange it's, it's particularly it's the uncle talking to mr potter at the yeah, bank yeah yeah i was like it's oh. like because i didn't notice it's it it's like new shot yeah and it's like wait yeah, I didn't notice Editing it at first. Editing was quite strange there. Yeah. So I thought that was really funny that it was nominated for Best Editing. Did but it win? No, 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 no. Oh. No, it didn't win anything. I just oh, sorry. Say that. Yeah. It's my bad. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's there's that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Maybe I'll use that one last. Um, <clears throat> so in 1947, mm-hmm. an FBI analyst submitted a note to a memo mm-hmm. um and the memo was on like communist infiltration in the film industry because oh that was like a very yeah. big thing during the 20th century post-world war ii trying to root out communism wherever possible oh, they were trying to get my girl Marilyn Monroe. so this fbi <laughs> analyst said hey this movie is clearly trying to discredit bankers and that's a trick that the communists pull off. Oh my gosh! And so he like put that in a memo. Wow. Yeah, that's it's wild. That yeah, that's to point out like how different the time was. Yeah. They're like, oh, this movie's against bankers, communists. They were just pointing fingers at everybody. Mm-hmm. Could have sneezed. They were like communists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wild. Wild. Quite wild. 
Um, all right, so uh, the remaining facts that I have are like kind of weird. Um, well, this one's not so weird. I was going to end with this one, but because I already prefaced the whole weird thing, let's get the non-weird stuff out of the way. Uh, this movie was actually filmed during the summer, mm-hmm. and it was supposedly like scorchingly hot. Oh despite gosh. it being like a winter movie and they're wearing coats and, and they're wearing coats and things they got the fake snow that they won an award for clearly they did a great job um because yeah it was like so hot that they had to take a day off at one point just to like chill um wow. they filmed this in la i don't think i don't know if they filmed it in la but mm. all i saw was uh yo it was hot when they filmed this movie and it takes place in the winter yeah. So there's that. Um, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so the uncle character? Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The He's uncle the character does kind of suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does kind of suck. I mean, literally, when George, like, does not exist in yeah. that reality, they're like, oh, he's, like, in the loony bin after he <laughs> lost his business. Oh, no. So, like... I forgot about that. The... The uncle is like he's on a fine tether. Yeah, you know he does not need to be working there. No, I think and all he, their problems would be solved if he was not. <laughs> so like, what if what if Clarence had showed him like if your uncle never existed, <laughs> thriving? <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad and completely against the message of this. He movie. would have gone on that honeymoon, <laughs> right? Um, well, on the topic of the uncle, uh, I noticed. We both pointed out how yeah. um, he just kind of has like a raven. <laughs> I, you forgot, yeah, yeah. He had a squirrel. He had too. a squirrel as well. The yeah. squirrel. I don't have any facts on the squirrel. He's like Doctor um, Doolittle. Yeah. So I tried to kind of do some scooping on what was the deal with the raven. Why did he have a raven? Yeah. Um. So in reality, it is just straight up like he had a pet raven. In real life? No. Oh. No. Like the character, like the the raven is there to just be his pet. And the reason that there's a raven there is because this raven, Jimmy the raven, real raven, was in all of Frank Capra's movies after 1938. And this this specific raven, Jimmy the raven, was in over 1,000 feature films from the 30s to the 50s. And he, like, lived to be 30 years old. Wow. Right. That Raven's more successful than, like, everyone in the industry. Right. <laughs> He's been in way more <laughs> That's wild. Um, yeah, so Jimmy Jimmy the Raven. He was just like, I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't look up why did Frank Capra decide he wanted to have yeah. a Raven in every single one of his movies. But ever since 1938, he was in all of his movies. This came out in 1946. So it's like, hey, mm-hmm. you're watching a Frank Capra movie. There's Jimmy the Raven. I mean, I love a director who has, like, a thing yeah. that they do. Yeah. That's strange. I don't know about the squirrel, though. No facts <laughs> on that squirrel. Um, yeah. It was, like, a real squirrel, too. But, yes. It, I, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was a big, like, I don't know, Edgar Allan Poe fan or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe. But, like, is it supposed to kind of, like, support the idea, of like, hey, uncle, kind of weird. He's got a raven. He's got a squirrel. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Anyway. Um. The final fact that I have, and I, this was 
this was a fact that I read when like there's so much trivia on this movie. I did not yeah. read all of it because I was like, there's too much. Not all of it's that interesting. Yeah. But I like, I only got maybe like a third of the way through the page. Mm. Um, but, and I, I said to you, like, as I was kind of going through it, I was like, Oh, but this is good. Mm-hmm. I'll write this down. Um, I'm going to keep this one. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just I just thought this was interesting. Um, in an early version of the script, George sees an alternate reality where he actually becomes a corrupt politician. Where at the climax of the movie, he gets into a fight with evil George, and evil George gets thrown off the bridge, and that's like the big victory of the movie. Well, I'm glad that didn't come to fruition. <laughs> I know what. I know. So yeah, it, in an alternate version of the script, he was going to encounter his evil self and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Well, so yeah, that's not yeah. what ended up happening. But Thank uh, God. yeah, I was just like, that's the most wild fact I've ever read. It is. <laughs> yeah. That's strange. Thank God that didn't uh, get made. I know. I feel like, sorry, this is like such a random note. I feel like we always assign things and we're like, oh, those are two very different things, but they always I feel have, like these are two very similar they thematically. Are. They always somehow tie together. I think, yeah, that and also like there's like conversations with God. Yeah. 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 Like, like almost in a literal sense. Yeah. There's being trapped. George somewhere was, yeah George yeah. was trapped he was trapped mm-hmm. there's like a living life to the fullest aspect to it mm-hmm. whether you have the chance to or like where you feel like you aren't mm-hmm. yeah it, we always like unintentionally find the common theme between it I like there's doing a, that yeah, yeah I like it when that happens a lot yeah there's a bind yeah between these yeah no I, I noticed it while I was watching it's a wonderful life. I was yeah. like, and like a theme of like being grateful yeah. for life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Living That's, life to the fullest yeah. and uh, like, you know, money. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it like, like a lot of stuff like revolved around money? Yeah. That's um, true. And life and holidays <laughs> and God. And God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hmm. That was fun. That was I fun. like those two movies. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to have video. Um, <laughs> That's probably for the best. I feel like I'm over here just like delirious, <laughs> about to like collapse. I'm like pretty confident we are not going to have video for this. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. The My phone alarm went off earlier for our trash and uh, I noticed that the uh, filming had stopped Stops. for that. Yeah. And whenever that happens, the video file ends up getting corrupted. Uh, and yeah. also my phone was telling me that only a 20% battery left. Mm. So I'm I'm quite my phone might is might be dead. <laughs> it's not even filming. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I don't feel like I look my best. That's okay. And I yeah, I just feel. Like I, th- I still thought it was a great episode. That's good because it's drained literally everything out of me. Yeah. Well, let's do the next assignments. Yeah, I'm actually gonna check this camera real quick. Okay. Brief intermission. Well, it's recording right now. I feel like it's gonna be such a hassle for you to like we'll figure that what, out. We'll see what we get. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, would you like to assign first? Sure. Yes. I think you already know what's coming. I'm. 
and I'm you're like fingers crossed. <laughs> I feel like you're really stoked about it. I'm like, and you were hoping yeah. because I have something that I want to give you. Yeah, if you give me that, I'm sure it is exactly what you think I'm giving you. Since we have two weeks and we're going on a long plane ride, it's the perfect time to give you my favorite book of the year. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. What? <laughs> you were literally, we were at Target and you were like, I mean, I'm just seeing if they have tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you were so not subtle with things. What were you going to give it to me? I was planning on giving it to you literally from the jump. Okay. Because I was like, I if I'm going to sign this, I wanted to give it to you because I love this book and I know you would love it. And I was like, I have to do it at a time where we have the most time because I'm going to want you to read quite a bit of it. And right. I already right. knew Christmas was the only time that that would be able to happen. So yeah. that was my plan. All right. Well. And also potentially might have a special guest when we talk about it. What do you mean? Flander really wants to t- really wants to hear what you think and talk about it with you, so she might come. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Well, she won't enjoy the first half of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. She wants. I think she wants to assign something too. So what? Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I, I, I'm okay. I mean, if that happens, great. Yeah. I would love that. That would be awesome. Flannery being. Uh, yeah, she's the co-owner of the bookstore that I work at. Yes. Um, and she's awesome. She's amazing. Um, you, I don't Flair. know why I'm still looking at the camera. If I know. Me we too. know it's we're habit. not going to be. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so because we have two weeks, yeah, and we're like you know taking time off. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it was okay to give you a game, mm-hmm. and my plan for playing a game, uh, like you know, while we're on this trip. Um, you know, I'm going to bring my Switch, mm-hmm. and I kind of already had a plan for a game that I already started. I played like five plus hours of this game already, and it's a type of game that, like growing up, you always played these games on road trips, mm-hmm. and you've never played one before, mm-hmm. and a new one just came out, and I've played five plus hours of it, so that to me seems like it's okay to assign to you. <laughs> okay. I'm assigning you Pokemon Violet version. Mm. And I say Violet version because I have Scarlet version. Gotcha. And I'm 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 literally buying you Violet version. Yeah. You're like, this is your Christmas gift. It is (laughs) it is a minuscule this is this is a fraction of (laughs) your Christmas gift. This is like really not even supposed to be like a Christmas gift. This is more of a Christmas gift for me. To you. Watch, I like hate it. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I know you've never played a Pokemon game. Well, technically, I played Pokemon Go. That doesn't count. Um, <laughs> I know you never played a Pokemon game. I've been yeah. waiting to give you a Pokemon game. This one just came out. Yeah. I was planning on playing it over the break. And I'm mm-hmm. like, if you're giving me tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow, and that's about like game design, game design, yeah. Um, what better time to give you a game? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, Pokemon is like the staple. Mm-hmm. Like you play that on a road trip. You ask any kid that owned a Game Boy mm-hmm. growing up and they'll be like, oh yeah, road trips, I played Pokemon the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, we're going on a vacation. We got two weeks, Pokemon. I, I'm playing Pokemon. Now you can play Pokemon too <laughs> and we can talk about it. And even if you hate it, 
that's we fine. Did it. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Yeah. Okay. So, Sounds good. Yeah. I guess yeah. Keeping that in mind, maybe I'll buy you a physical version so that oh my god, don't like it, I can play it. That's true. That yeah. might be smart. Yeah. I don't want you wasting your money if I like play it for just a few hours and then never touch it again. Are you a hundred percent sure that your Switch Lite takes physical? It does because I have a physical copy of Mario Kart. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go find that. <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess I should, I'll just take a stop at uh, the old Target. Target. Uh, Target. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we've got tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Highly recommend reading if you guys want to read along. And Pokemon Violet version. Yeah. I'll probably like for the thumbnail. I'll probably do like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet because I'll be playing Scarlet and you can play Violet. And- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you like it. I've I've only I haven't played that much of it, so my yeah. plan was to play more of it regardless. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for about us to, like how many hours do I need to play for you, like it to be sufficient? I you know, if you just play it, it'll be fine. Okay. Don't worry too much about it. Okay. You know. Don't don't think too hard about it. Just like, you know, play it. Yeah. I you know, it I kinda like just started, but I took my sweet time trying to do every which and yeah. every other thing. Yeah. Just just do your thing. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Got you. I've done literally nothing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but I've played this game for five plus hours. <laughs> so I feel like you'll manage to do a lot more than I did just because I mm-hmm. I take my Pokemon games with a like I have to literally like step in every spot oh, that exists. That's not me. At I have all. to get everything. I'm quick to the point. What's the task? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll you'll go from point A to point B. I went like from point A, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> yeah. All the way to A ninety nine, and gosh. then hit B. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, that'll be, I think that'll be like, right before New Year's or it might be January 1st. Let me see. Let me see. Post yeah. on a Sunday. Yeah. January, January 1st. 1st. All right. New Year's. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet version. We'll have to on that episode sing the New Year's song. Old Lang Syne, my favorite song. So yeah, if, if Flannery comes, um, <laughs> we might want to record in two parts. Yeah, I don't know if she'd want to come out on New Year's, though. Or, well, that would be the 30th. It would be on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Or maybe we can record I mean, that conversation on, like, the 29th or the 30th. Yeah. Or we come back on the 29th. We come back on the 29th. Maybe we, yeah, maybe we can just, like, have that conversation yeah. with her, and then we'll have the Pokemon conversation separately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll text her and see what she wants. We'll she figure she it seemed out. Really, she seemed really excited about it. So. All right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, everyone, have a happy holiday. Yes. Be safe. Enjoy your Christmas. If you're listening to this after Christmas, hope it was great. Yeah. And if you celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, enjoy those as well. Yeah. Happy holidays and happy Honda days. Oh, my gosh. We're Toyota-thon people. (laughs) I'm cringing at myself. Let's wrap it up. That was literally (laughs) a post I sent you. I know. I know. I know. I'm not original. But we do own Toyotas, so we, we should be Toyotathon people. Mm, I need an oil change while we're at it. Actually, I also need an we oil need change. To we need to get that done. Yeah. We do. We'll get that done after the holidays. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. 
All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. We're waving at nothing. <laughs> well, in case we are. <laughs> oh, I'm going to die. I feel terrible.